Yo, it's the LRC. The podcast was a game. We be MVP. Knowledge is power. Lend an ear for the next hour. And tell these other whack podcasts to hit the showers. Cause we the best. Numero uno. We like a sumo. Up against the straw weight. Our content's great. We talking sports, pop culture, the squared circle and all. You shanky on the mic. Mixed with Jinder Mahal. And we some Paul Heyman's. Had enough that you can say when. Until then, we gon' keep killing. Brian Pillman. Welcome back to the living room. It's Mr. Just Right behind the mic. With me, as always, the bougiest baddie. Hollywood, Len Biggs. Len, what's up? Ah, living it. Living it, man. I'm ready to go. Ready to talk some football. NFL's getting fired up. And, uh, you know, a lot of big stories this week, Mike, in the NFL. And, you know, none bigger than the biggest pop star slash star in general on earth being in an NFL luxury box for a football game and that just changed everything i mean the whole world is on its head right now because taylor swift was at the nfl she was at arrowhead she is reportedly dating travis kelsey Uh, i have thoughts on that i don't know if it's true i think it's probably a publicity stunt but nonetheless she was there and it just changed the whole thing nobody cared about anything else that happened in football after that except for mike because he didn't even know she was there or anything happened regarding her i knew she was there len i just asked if they were dating officially what the status was obviously they showed her time and time again she was seen walking out with them after the game Uh so one would assume perhaps maybe they're not facebook official yeah is that what they call it still these days no maybe they uh Maybe they're just hanging out, getting to know each other. I think it was, yeah, there's a possibility that was the first time they've ever met. I think that's but, what they'd call a power couple. Right? Yeah, it could be a power couple for uh, sure. So we get rid of Aaron Rodgers' talk for the year, and this is what we're going to hear about the rest of it. <clears throat> this guy doesn't want to hear any of it, our guest tonight. He, do, he doesn't want to hear He doesn't care about bit. Taylor Swift. He this, doesn't care no. about Blackpink. He doesn't care well, about Well, that's it. to be seen. He was <laughs> just introduced to Blackpink today, and it, it takes a while to go through the catalog and really, you know, understand him. The, the purveyor of the fantasy arm of the living room, the Duke of Funk himself, Maddie Funkhauser. Maddie, how you doing tonight? Salutations, gentlemen. Appreciate you having me on. And no, I do not care about Taylor Swift one bit. Um, Len, I know you do. Have at it. I might care about Blackpink. I haven't decided yet. All right. Ooh. Did you listen to the to the homework? Did you do your homework, Matt, on Blackpink or no? I did. Uh, you know, I was late to the pod. I couldn't get the homework done. Uh, tough day at work today. Um, I will get to it, I assure you, before... We record the funk house later this week. It's, right. it's not safe to listen to Blackpink at work. The energy just goes through the roof. You get real distracted. You can't put that. Well, I'll tell you, though, if you had a rough day at work, you get out, you put on some Blackpink on your drive home when you're getting ready to record. I'm going to tell you what, it'll light, it'll lift your spirits. You listen to a little ice cream, it's going to blow the lid off whatever vehicle you're driving. I tell you what, I could have listened to some Blackpink today after work because I was not happy. I cannot wait for these next two weeks of work to be past me mm. and really get into the fall season. Um, you know, fuck, sometimes work sucks, man. Yeah. Fucking nice thing it. for me is Tuesday's my day off, so I had no work today. Right. So You're coming I was in cruising, clean. Yeah. cruising, went over and checked out our, our friends. Brandon and Janae's new business venture, uh, the Burger Daddy's new business venture over in Brookville, Drip Coffee House. And let me tell you, very highly impressed. The place is 
immaculate, beautiful space. Uh, great, great oh, yeah. cold brew. I mean, it was fantastic. Great breakfast sandwich. Went over there with the webmaster and his wife and my mother, Betty J. And uh, we, I'll tell you what, man, I'm, I was real impressed. I didn't expect anything less. Those guys run tight ships in all their businesses, but this place was spectacular. Really, really highly recommend Drip. It's really nice. Drip in, where did you say what? Brookville. Brookville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where's it at in Brookville? Right across from the courthouse there, right? Right, just a couple doors down from uh, where the courthouse pub is, but mm-hmm. you know, just across from the actual county courthouse. Interesting, yeah, beautiful downtown Brookville, historic, very, very picturesque, historic. In fact, it's an an historic downtown. Yeah, no doubt about it. No it. Mister Funkhouse, are you ready to pick some NFL games? I'm ready to go. I, I would love to have a drip coffee next to me, but um, I'm ready to I'm ready to pick some games nonetheless. That's good. Well, we've been having a little swap meet on our shows here. I was on the Funk House last week. I, you know, not too good on my smash picks. I'll say I'll say that. I think I might have been one for four if I was lucky. If I oh, if I remember oh. correctly. So, Len, hopefully you're going to be on there. Yeah, I'll tomorrow. criticize your smash picks tomorrow for sure. Yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> criticize all you we want. All will. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a valid criticism, I would say. But you'll be there tomorrow making your smash picks. Exactly. We'll see if you can do any better. Yeah, it's I not was, easy. I'll tell you what. Last year, I I mean, I was I I might have went four for four. I that was three for four at least. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I had a good I had a good week last year. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll be back on the Funkhouse later this year. We try to get Maddie and Jerry on at least twice throughout the years, what we've been doing in the past. So this is week, this is the first week for Maddie this year. So he's got a clean slate, no record, but to review last week's records, Len, you uh, had a one game uh, ahead of me. You were 11 and five. I was 10 and six. That brings both of our records to a healthy 30 and 18 on the year. Len, nothing to sneeze at there. So we're neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Donnie pulled in an even eight and eight. So he that mean that means Debo is currently the leader in the clubhouse for the guest stars mm-hmm. of the year. He had a ten and six record. CM Nick, I'm sorry. Yeah. Maddie, uh, historically, Maddie's been one of our best pickers for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what he brings to the table today. I haven't even really looked at the schedule, so I don't know the difficulty of these picks, but these week this week, but we'll see. Let's go ahead and pull that schedule up here. I don't even have it up yet. Okay. Week four. And Maddie, of course, we're using the official NFL.com schedule. If you want to follow along with us at home, we have a nice little Thursday night game in the NFC North here. Mm-hmm. The LRC Lions go into Lambeau Field. Not quite frozen yet. Packers, though, are doing pretty well. Comeback victory last week. Big comeback, yeah. Against the Saints, whether they're down 17. 17 nothing. nothing, yeah. It went 18 17 down late. Yeah, big, big comeback for my boys in Green Bay this year. Oh, that's your team. Jordan Love willed that band of young, young receivers. Very young team. Everybody. Yeah, and the injuries are just, I mean, yeah. outrageous at this point. Haven't seen Watson yet this year at receiver. Nope. Aaron Jones hasn't missed, hasn't played the last two, so. Nope. He he could use some help, uh, some guys returning for this Thursday game. Short week. Maybe they held him out last week Hope with the hopes of getting him in this week. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So, as tradition dictates, Maddie, you get to pick this one first. All right. Well, this is going to be a good game. Very excited for this one. Um, you know, I really would like to take the Lions here. 
Obviously, they are the the mascot in the living room. Uh, I think at home in Lambeau, I'm going to take the pack here. I'm thinking Christian Watson's probably going to play. We'll see about Aaron Jones. So Jordan Love gets a few of his weapons back. He's looked pretty good. I haven't quite decided if I think Love is, you know, good or, you know, pretty good or we'll see yet. But definitely confident and better than I thought he would be right off the bat. So um, I'm going to take the pack, and that's no slight on the Lions. I like the way they're playing. But uh, I just think the, the home field advantage here, it's a Thursday night. Usually some slobber knockers, and uh, yeah, I, I just I think the home field advantage here is gonna is gonna ring true. I'm gonna agree with you there, Maddie. Uh, Detroit outside the dome, Ford Field there. Field there. I don't quite know how to think about it. I think the more comfortable there in Detroit. Len, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Green Bay as well. I mean, Green Bay gave up a big week big lead in week two to fall to the Falcons and come back, get the big comeback against the Saints. So there's definitely some questions there. After week two and going into week three last week though, Love was the top rated passer in the league. He he's played pretty well. Um this past week numbers weren't as great for sure, but brought him back down the stretch. If they can get Jones, Watson, Bactari back, then all of a sudden that team looks a lot different than they have here the last week last two weeks so we'll see if the if any or all those guys are back but i'm gonna go green bay again um you know i i think these teams are pretty evenly matched this is a great thursday night game you don't get a lot of good thursday night games like this this is this could be a really good one yeah this will be an entertaining thursday night game those division rivalries are always entertaining all right, we have the ATL Falcons after being stifled by the LRC Lions mm-hmm. last week. They visit the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are off to a disappointing 1-2 and two start, Len. And they lost a game I think a lot of us thought they were going to win sure. this week, right? Yeah, of course. So here we are, though. September, Florida. No, no. Falcons coming no, in. This one's in London, Mike. Oh, this one is in this London. This one's in You're London. Right. In You're fact, right. the Jags will play two Not straight right. in London. They're going to play this week and next week in London. So two in a row in London for Jacksonville. And this one, if you're interested, Mike, if you tune into Disney Plus for this game, 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning, you'll get yourself a little bit of a Toy Story alternate broadcast from Andy's room. Uh, I think Woody's playing QB for the Jaguars versus uh, Buzz Lightyear for the Falcons. Not sure. I'm just making that up. But in, anyway, yeah, you're right. Jacksonville's been disappointing. My boy Trevor Lawrence has been disappointing in, for sure. Uh, sluggish start. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Now, uh, they lost the House's Texans last week, of course. Um, me and House, both big Stroud boys. But I'm going to go Jacksonville here. I, Atlanta started 2-0. and Atlanta's been okay. Ritter, some, I'm a big Ritter guy, too, coming out of the draft. But I have some serious questions about his level of NFL quarterback he can possibly reach. I think he's just barely a game manager for his career at best right now would be my guess. Uh, while I think Lawrence is going to be a superstar despite his slow start. So I'll go Jacksonville here and their alternate home of London. How hot does London get this time of year? London, That's know? a great question. I have no idea about London's uh, climate other than I'm confident it rains a lot there. I feel like it's a, it's a pretty rainy uh, town. We're looking at a high of 72 Okay, so not bad. Similar to what we're facing here, around somewhere in the 60s, maybe 70 if we're lucky. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Maddie, who you got? 
So I told you guys I have a little um, some some nuggets to throw out here to bring this show kind of full circle with the with the um, wrestling edition at the end here. So as you know, um, I've been rewatching some old um, late '90s WCW Nitro, and I'll tell you, unbelievably entertaining. It's just as good as I remember. Pretty uh, comical in some places that I, I wasn't sure about, but the theme of this week, as it ties back to the NFL. Has the same it, it has the same theme as we had for our fishing camp earlier this year. I don't know if that gives it away to you guys uh, if you know where I'm going here, but um, the theme is revenge. Oh yeah, we got a enormous slate of revenge games here. So not just WCW versus NWO, but you do have Calvin Ridley versus the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, good very call. interested to see yeah. that. There's a ton of revenge games this week, and I'm going to spell out every one of them to you, and we'll see if you know there's any we missed. So, um, you know, get them emails coming in, and maybe some comments on Instagram if we missed any of these revenge games. But I'm going to take the Jags here. I really like the team they have. I'm not sure why they're not putting it together, and um, I'm right aligned with Len, huge Stroud guy. Love to see them, you know, pick up W last week. Um, the Jags are quite an enigma. I think Doug Peterson's going to have to take back the play calling duties here to try to right the ship because I know he gave those up this year. It wasn't broken last year towards the end, so not quite sure of the decision there. And as far as Ritter goes, I liked him too coming out of the draft. I've seen next to nothing. I have not been impressed whatsoever, and I just don't think they can keep up with the Jags. Um, they're bound to right the ship. They are at home, like you said, the London Jaguars. We joke about it every year, but it's a true thing. Um, Jags are going to get it done at home in the rain and mark it down. They're going to get back on track. You know, I think I want to say the Falcons were in London two years ago, so it's not been long since they made this trip. But this is the Jags home away from home. Maybe Tony Khan, it sounds like. Excuse me, not Tony. Chad Khan yeah. is bad. Sounds like he's kind of make a strong arm push there against the Jacksonville community. Maybe get some funds or something like that. Maybe threaten to move the team. Could London be a possibility? I don't think you'll ever see the NFL in London in our in our uh, lifetime. But the Jags know where to go over there. They know where to stay. They know where to get the best bangers and mash, uh, fish There's and chips, tips, of course, all that stuff. Where to avoid? Where to get a pint right. after the game? Yeah, all of it. They have all of it. They know all of it. Where so, the hooligans are? Yep, I'm gonna. I'm with you guys. I think the Jags show the Falcons no mercy in this game. No, I like oh, it. Oh, there we go. Nice callback. Falcons right. will be eating beans on toast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. This one is of keen interest. This next game here. This next game here is a big one. No doubt about it. The Bills have seemingly righted the ship after an early season loss to the Jets when Aaron Rodgers uh, went down, right? That was the Bills and That's the Jets. That's right, yeah. Bills lost that game. Yeah, Jets Bills. have not looked the same since, really. And neither of the Bills. They've looked a lot better. So. They, they've looked like the Bills ever yeah. since. And they welcome in just uh, a team on a heater, a yeah. 70 spot they dropped last week. Matty, your Miami Dolphins visit Buffalo in this game right here. I'll always say I wish this game happened in the wintertime 
right? Yeah. So the dolphins get a little taste Miami of that Miami in the summer, right? Buffalo in the winter. That's what I wish they would do too. But. Yeah, but a big game nonetheless. Dolphins three and zero. Bills two and one. No doubt about it. These two teams are going to be battling for the top of the AFC East. Dolphins can make a lot of headway though with a victory in Buffalo. Maddie, I'm going to throw it over to you since this is your team. What do you think? Are they going to get it done in Buffalo? Putting me on the spot here, Mike. I'm going to throw it back to this revenge game narrative. This is the game last year, I believe, week three, where – no, it was, I think it was week four. Um, Tua had his first little head bop issue where he kind of buckled a little bit, and then everybody said, oh, he's concussed. Then he came back in, was surgical against the best defense in the league in the Buffalo Bills, and took down Josh Allen – and company. I don't know how you do that after concussion. So you can call me a homer. I don't really care. Um, that's how I feel about last year. If you look at two of his stats through the first three games this year and last year, legitimately identical QBR, um, touchdown interception ratio, yardage, everything. He's playing out of his mind. Um, he was last year as well. We got to keep the guy healthy. If you can keep him from, you know, one of those kind of dirty pushes that the Bills had where he's falling backwards and, you know, you're going to hit your head with anybody, um, I think the Dolphins have a pretty good shot. I do think the Bills' defense is a tad better, but Miami, uh, you know, they, they brought in Vic Fangio this year doing a lot of things the right way, and that's without Jalen Ramsey. Hopefully they get Jalen Phillips back this week. Chubb had a nice little revenge game last week against the Coes. We all know what happened there. No need to even touch on that 70 point, um, 70 to, to 20 victory there. And as much as I want to take the Bills here and have a little RJ and try to hedge my bets, I'm going Miami. I'm throwing it all in. Let's do it. Exciting. It is in Buffalo. It's going to be good weather, supposedly. Um, I'm going out on a limb and I'm taking a chance. And I'm hoping they can keep to a healthy. It's going to be a very exciting game. Um, I didn't look at the full slate. This has to be the game of the week, I would assume. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins lose this just because of uh, the performance they put on last week and, and could be a letdown game, you know, after that. And, uh, coming up against an actual NFL team instead of the Coes. But I am going to take the Dolphins here. And nothing but positivity this year. That's all I got for him. And it's a fun time to be a Dolphins fan. So, fins up. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Matty. Until proven otherwise, you just look at the creativity of the play calling there. I mean, just innovative stuff uh, from the team down there in Miami. The no-look shovel passes. I mean, just incredible, right? And and Tua is just a you know unassuming type guy but man when you put on the film it's just crazy watching that team march up and down the field just not obviously not the passing game just the passing game as we kind of get enamored with Tyree and Waddle was out last week too we have to remember right. that I think he's probably yep. due, due to come back right um yeah <clears throat> Jalen Phillips I think left the game early too uh he was out the week before that defense is still getting it done but four touchdowns each from Devin Achan and Raheem Mostert. I mean, they can just, their run schemes are, just seems like they're nearly unstoppable too. I mean, however they want to beat you, they're going to beat you. I got to take the Dolphins here in Orchard Park as well. Len, do you agree? You know, this game's interesting. I, obviously, last week's probably one of the most impressive offensive performances I've ever seen in NFL history. Um, 
I mean, it was astronomical. I mean, I think maybe the the Dolphins could have maybe scored a hundred if they wanted to. To be honest, it was up unbelievable to be i just i mean i was watching it on red zone and i mean it was just touchdown after touchdown achan looked like the best football player i've ever seen in my whole life i mean he's faster than everyone he was like so good hill is always faster than everyone no one's ever been as fast as him in the history of nfl and then you get Mostert. you know achan probably was zero percent started in fantasy leagues because the week before most are dominated so no one probably even thought about hn as an afterthought he comes in and scores four touchdowns 200 yards rushing i mean it was just absurd the whole thing was absurd really really it was just absurd now that saying buffalo has played excellent the last two weeks um you know the you know just the complete decimation of the commanders this past week and the raiders the week before more like the bills you expect I'm going to take Buffalo here um, because they're at home and also just they you get a little bit extra motivation trying to beat this team that just scored 70 and you just have to I don't know I just think maybe Miami will just be a little bit off offensively after a performance like that I just think I don't know it's just the law of averages or something I don't know I just like yep. Buffalo at home yep. um, but I think Miami is absolutely a Super Bowl contender favorite i mean they're right up there the top two or three teams in the league right now uh and if two is healthy which they've kept him exceptionally clean this year and he gets rid of the ball so quick if he's healthy this team is as good as anyone in the nfl period also buffalo's right up there too so this is an interesting game and i'm just going to take the bills but i i don't not i don't feel great about it but i'll take buffalo yeah i question buffalo's opponents they have looked better they've been getting really good play from their linebackers too a lot of interceptions uh big splash plays from them i mean this is going to be this is going to be a barn burner yeah war zone if you will uh i mean this is definitely the game of the week the game to watch Yeah, absolutely i mean one o'clock romo romo and nance they're already in buffalo probably right yeah Buffalo is a nice place to visit. I'll uh, you're that. a big supporter of Buffalo uh, Chamber of Commerce. I feel like you, you know, you've made your trip <laughs> up there. You've uh, talked a lot about Buffalo as a city. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been in Buffalo here and there, but it's not anywhere I've spent any amount of time in. But uh, you know, I I take your word for it. You're you know you're a wor- uh, worldly traveler. So. Yeah, that's right. I got a lot of family up there. I respect the hell out of the Bills. I'm always kind of rooting for them on the side when they're not playing the Steelers. You know, that's a, yeah. a fan base that deserves deserves something after a lot of years of uh, frustration, no yeah. doubt. Um, but this is a whole different beast. This is a whole different Miami. I mean, this is this is the best Dolphins Bills matchup since Marino and Kelly. Let's be honest. And I can't wait to watch this one, no doubt. All right, from that to this, mm-hmm. the Vikings at the Panthers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, t- Couple uh, of and threes. Andy Dalton looked like an improvement at quarterback for a minute there yeah. over uh, Bryce Young, who's still finding his footing in the league, the first overall pick. I think he'll be uh, sidelined again for this one most likely. I believe he's questionable, but I believe they said he'd be out a couple weeks. Panthers defense is is good, but I don't know if they're good enough to keep them in in games. The Vikings just Vikinged away a game against Chargers that one of those teams were going to cough up at the last minute, no doubt. And that's exactly what happened uh, at home. So the Vikings remain 0-3 on the year as well. I'm going to go out a limb here, limb here, though, and say they pick up the win in Carolina out of their element. I don't feel great about it, though, to be honest. I just think they have more weapons 
on offense. Adam Thielen's having a little resurgence there in Carolina. I just don't think Dalton, the, the red rifle, is enough to get it done here. I do like Burns, though. They're always making plays for that defense. Uh, Miles Sanders also having a decent little year for the Panthers as well. But I got to take the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, a little scare at the end of last game. Looks like he was just cramping up, though. Just K- a cramp, thankfully, yeah. K.J. Osborne and Addison, though. And, and Madison, has, uh, he almost lost. I believe he did lose another fumble. No, they called it back. It really seemed like a fumble it to really me. It really seemed like a fumble. Strange overturn. I'm kind of glad they didn't because he was getting a lot of nasty comments. Yeah, after, yeah. Uh, no for, call for that, No obviously. call for that. So I'm taking the Vikings this one in Carolina. Maddie, what do you think about this one, well, boys, common denominator here, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Revenge game. Revenge game against Minnesota. It's all over the charts this week, guys. Um, that's going to be interesting. I'm sure there's nothing but love there. Um, Vikings are, I mean, I've said it for how many years now, Vikings are just the chargers of the NFC. They're the same exact team. They find a way to lose despite themselves. That's why last week was such an interesting game. Uh, neither team should have got a W for that. Yeah. Um, I do think that the Vikings are quite a bit better of a team here. I don't know what it is, though. I'm going to take the Panthers. Oh. Andy Dalton was really kind of slinging it out there. Thielen looked pretty spry. Those young guys, um, you know, they're really kind of making a difference on the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned Burns. Love Brian Burns. He's an absolute monster. Um I don't know what it is. I think maybe uh, just going with the revenge narrative here, but I got a good feeling. And I think the Panthers, you know, win in a close one. And the Vikings have a lot of explaining to do. And a lot of rumors over the past couple of weeks. I don't think there's any truth to it whatsoever. But everybody's saying, if I'm Robert Salwa, give the Vikings anything they want for Kirk Cousins and see what you can salvage out of this year. An interesting Ooh. thought. You never know. Hmm. Yeah, Kurt's contract is up at the end of the year. Um, never know what could happen. Obviously, the you know they they think Rogers is coming back, so I don't think it'll happen. But a lot of what ifs, and I like what ifs. I think those are interesting. So Panthers and Thielen uh, takes the revenge game here. Maddie's feeling Thielen. Yeah. Len, what do you think? Now, I'll tell you. Um, I, obviously, Minnesota. I'm sorry. Uh, Carolina played Seattle this week with Dalton, so obviously I saw. Uh, paid quite a bit of attention to that and um, Dalton threw 360 yards on him um, uh, you know as soon as they announced Dalton was starting over young I always immediately worried that that was a game they could lose because Dalton's a pro and he knows how to play quarterback and he's you know just more prepared for a, a, a situation like that going to Seattle now they had eight false starts in that game so the 12th man really came up big for him um but they they played well. Uh, Carolina played well in that game. Uh, Seattle was ended up being a little too much. Minnesota and the Chargers was the most Minnesota versus Chargers game you could possibly script. I mean, it's exactly what happens every single time both those teams play. It comes right down to the, la- the end. Cousins gets a first down and goal at the six with 41 seconds to go. The next play snapped at 12 seconds somehow, inexplicably, and then it's an interception. So, I mean, what, what else can you expect from that game? Um, the, the smoke around Cousins to the Jets is interesting, obviously. Um, I don't think there's no chance that it happens. And I think if Matt's right and Carolina wins this game, there's actually a more chance that it happens. Wow. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Minnesota writes the ship here, gets their first win, and um, 
you know, Carolina's just not ready to compete at this, uh, in my opinion. So I think if Dalton starts, they'll play tough. But I think ultimately Minnesota wins. It'd be really interesting if the Vikings dropped 0-4 in this one. Like Maddie said, you have the Cousins thing. But didn't uh, Danelle Hunter also uh, sign like a one-year deal? Didn't he have a little contract dispute in the offseason as well? I wonder if he could be a trade candidate Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, they could. if you go to 0-4 – you got to at least think trading Cousins and just going full tank mode to try to pair Caleb Williams with Justin Jefferson's at least got to be in your mind a little bit if you're Minnesota. Um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but, um, you know, it's it's something to think about. It's at least fun a fun rumor. Second in the league in sacks with five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also wonder, too, like – Dalton just looks so much better. That offense looks so much better without Bryce Young. And I, I think gotta, too. I, I I think too. There's a little bit of like Young is te- officially hurt, but I also think after seeing him a couple weeks, they're probably like, let's give it a couple weeks here. Maybe this isn't a, the worst case to let him sit and watch Dalton a few extra weeks, even if his ankle's like okay. I don't think that would be a bad idea for Carolina either, because what's the point really to put him out there? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to risk a major injury there for sure. But battle of 0-3 teams onto another, we'll call it uh, battle of 0-3 teams at the Midway in Chicago, boys. This one one has a classic written all over it, for sure. Two teams that are struggling, to say the least. No question. Maybe some would say the two worst teams in the nfl at this Mm, point in the year yeah without much hesitation we got the co's heading into chicago to visit the john Deerless chicago bears rob blind of all their uh equipment not their equipment soldier fields gators and all their tractors just somehow just all got (laughs) stolen i don't even know how that happens in chicago no way um Broncos, Bears here, Len. Why don't why don't you give me your thorough analysis on this one, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, both these teams stink bad. I mean, they're very bad. Uh, the Bears, weird stuff's going on there. Their equipment's stolen. Their DC resigns under some suspicious uh, circumstances. And then in Denver, you got 70 dropped on your head. You got this new coach in Sean Payton, of course, offensive guru, they think. And then they have Russ, who, again, last week I said, you know, Russ is, you know, I'm kind of writing him off a little bit, but he hasn't played that bad. And he obviously can't put the, the last week on him. He didn't play terribly. Two fumbles from Sutton. They give up 70 points. I mean, I don't, he threw for 300 yards. I don't really know what you want from the guy, to be completely frank. But, Either way, both these teams have got to be at least at least considering a tank job. I mean, because Fields it looks awful. I mean, Fields looks god awful, and Wilson. While like I said, he hasn't played terrible this year. Uh, you, it's just combustible. I mean, it feels like those that that Peyton and him are not gonna go together. You know, down a merry road here. So I don't know. This game is ugh, ugh awful i mean nobody wants to see a play of this game at all just keep it off red zone let's just move on i'm gonna go denver here to win this game on the road um 
I, yeah, I don't know why. Honestly, I think both these teams are, are bad, but I'm going to go Denver. I'm going to go Denver, too, just because of the quarterback play. I mean, Fields does not look comfortable. That offense is totally disjointed. I think Russ can at least be confident. Veteran presence back there, going on the road, and a, a little tough environment there, no doubt. Chicago's just got too much noise around the team right now, I think, to, to be concentrated. I mean, they're, yeah. doing, they're doing fake hugs in the practice. Eberflus has to be on the, I mean, the hot seat at this point. I, this guy's supposed to be a defensive coach. You're up 70. I, it's just uh, uh, bad. Yeah, I'm taking the Coes on the road. Maddie, what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking the road Coes here. Um, are we sure this isn't the game of the week? We talked about Miami <laughs> Buffalo, but maybe this one. Might you know, be it. this is the kind of game, Matt. Though could that will end up like thirty-eight, thirty-five, and Fields will have like oh, five yeah. rushing touchdowns, and you'll be like, "God oh, damn yeah. it, yep. it's so stupid." Yeah, if Fields can't score against this Denver defense, it, you know, it, it's it's going to be a, a rough you know week of practice for him. And this Bears team is so lost, you know. We are very critical of Fields in the Funkhouse, and for good reason. I personally have always been. I just don't think the kid's very good at football. Yeah, he had a nice string of rushing the ball last year, and that's great. We talked a lot about uh, last week on the Funkhouse. Did Eberflus and company coach the Justin Fields out of Justin Fields? It sure as fuck looks like it because um, he doesn't seem like he belongs on an NFL field right now. He looks – just completely lost the rest of the team you know claypool giving up in week one i don't blame him at this point to be honest with you and, and when i'm siding with chase claypool the, the universe is on its head right now but um you said it a lot of weird shit going on right now dj moore thought he was you know getting out of a losing situation and under greener pastures this guy can't catch a break um man the, the running backs are they got three of them they don't know who to play some of them might be good. We have no idea. The defense is in shambles. Um, I was explaining to a guy at work today. I've never seen it work out to where an NFL team was so poorly run in a short amount of time to where they fucked up so bad and traded away their number one overall pick and banked several picks last year and gave up Stroud, Bryce Young, Richardson, and stuck with Fields, who obviously can't play NFL football. And now they're going to be handed the number one pick back to them again because they're so bad. Just think about that. Like, how poorly do you run a team and then you just get this gift back to you? And obviously it's week three, but that's the route we're going. And I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I don't know if you can even get anything for Justin Fields at yeah. this point. Um, and they're going to have Carolina's pick next year too, right? So they, I mean, they, right? They have Carolina's pick as well next year, so yeah. they could have the top two yeah. picks. I mean, potentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I might rather have Trey Lance as my quarterback right now than Justin Fields. So <laughs> I'm taking the Coes, and uh, not you know very convincingly, but you're right, Len. It could be a shootout. Yeah, it's you just don't know. Like I said, this like Fields. You're right, Matt. You've been off Fields forever. I, I had uh, a decent amount of uh, confidence in Fields myself, but I thought when um, last year at the end of the year when he played so well, I thought, well, you know, a second year guy, if he can take the next step passing the ball, all of a sudden maybe he isn't that bad you know what i mean but he has not yeah. progressed at all as a passer and it's a nightmare for chicago 
<clears throat> yeah. I was ready to come around a little bit. I was ready to come around a little bit, and then this year came in, and and that was that. So um, I don't know. I'm just I'm completely done. Uh, even I mean, especially when it comes to fantasy, let alone just NFL football. So. The lights are out in Chicago, unlike on Len's car where they're on. So he had to run out for a second and turn those lights off so you don't get a dead battery. Uh, yeah, it's it's I don't understand it either. How, how you have an historic franchise like Chicago Bears in a major market like that, you fuck it up this bad between all your just poor coaching hires, poor decisions across the board. Obviously, high hopes going into this year but this team is just there's just too much noise fields was knock silly at the end of last week too <clears throat> dj moore had to pull him out of the game basically he was the concussion oh, yeah. spotter <clears throat> so that'll be interesting to watch i don't know maybe Moore just got sick like uh just take this guy out already <laughs> maybe he was fine yeah. i don't know um i forgot about that yeah <clears throat> but a real interesting situation and a not so interesting game i do think so we're all agreeing there the broncos get back in the winning column there in Chicago. That's right. Yep, yep, yeah. Russ is looking a little bit better. Um, it's not his fault they gave up 70 points for sure, but I think he overcomes Fields and Gang here. All right, we're getting Len back in the booth. Len, did you, did you get squared away there? Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right, all right. So we're moving on from that one to the Browns against the former Browns in Cleveland. Browns with a big victory last week. Ravens with a key loss to the Indianapolis Colts, the former Baltimore Colts in overtime. Big AFC North matchup here with big stand, big implications in the standings. No doubt. Ravens at Browns, I got to give it to the Ravens in this one. Uh, I'm not quite sure what happened there in, in Indianapolis. Um, but I just think the Ravens are overall a better football team to be honest with you, Cleveland's defense, I do think is legit with way too much hype around Miles Garrett. I think uh, maybe it's just when I watch the Steelers, he doesn't show up on tape quite as much. He seems to show up in these random ass games and piles up these sacks. He is a good player. Don't get me wrong. That defense is good. Uh, but I think the Ravens and Lamar are going to get this one in Cleveland. Len, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously disagree about Miles Garrett. I think he's one of the best defensive players in the league. I think the Browns' defense is one of the best in the league. Now, they gave up 92 yards last week, six first downs. They gave up nine first downs, six and six in the three games. I mean, their defense is playing, and that's against the Bengals, pretty good offensive team. Titans and Steelers' offense stink, let's be honest, but they still held them down and uh, lost to the Steelers' defense. But the Ravens, a big, tough loss. I mean, a tough loss. Obviously, the only kicker you probably ever expect to make a 61-yard field goal to win a game comes up short on the 61-yard field goal, Tucker, and they end up losing that game. Uh, Lamar looked good for the game, but bad in overtime. Some bad misses on throws. The guys were open. Deshaun, probably his best game as a Brown. Uh, 27 for 33, I think he was. 289, two touchdowns. So... This is an interesting game, big game in the in the division. Um, I'm going to go Cleveland here. I like Cleveland in this game. I'm going to go Cleveland. Maddie. All right. Well, I am going to agree with one here. I'm going to go the Browns. Um, I I agree that was a you know an anomaly of the Colts beating the Ravens last year, but the Ravens have a huge string of. 
um, injuries on both yeah, sides of the ball. Definitely. And it seems like a lot of them are going to leak into this week. Uh, defensively, Marlon Humphrey is done. Uh, I don't know if it's for the year, but most likely out this week. Trayvon Mullen, um, David Ajabo. Uh, I think that um, – what's his name? Does Clowney play for them now? I Clowney think Clowney got play, hurt. Clowney does play for them, yeah. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot of guys. You get the offensive side of the ball, all of their running backs pretty much. I think Ronnie um, Stanley's ODD. been hurt, right? I think. Ronnie Stanley, yeah. I mean, Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, there, there's so many guys here, and not to mention – ODB, Odell Beckham, revenge game. It's it's all over the slate, guys. It's everywhere this week. I was going to say gonna the revenge the game here was just the city. The city's with the I mean, team itself going to Baltimore and then the revenge. But I, I'm just – I'm not super impressed with either one. I think the Ravens are a better team. I just think they have so many losses right now. And I think the Browns are playing a little bit better. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, Len. I think Miles Garrett is – one of the best defensive players in the league, like for sure. Um, I know, you know, Mike probably has a, a little soft spot for that. And, you know, Mason Rudolph has a soft spot on his head, you know, <laughs> as well from Miles Garrett. But nothing we can do about that now. And, you know, my opinion, you know, I'm not even going to say it. But not a Mason Rudolph fan. <laughs> and I think the Browns can uh, take care of business here. And Deshaun actually didn't look bad. You know, he was my smash pick on the funk house. I said, if you can't do it against Tennessee, the worst pass defense in the league, you can't do it against anybody. And he looked not too bad. So um, I'm going to give him another shot and I'm going to take the Browns here over the Ravens, mostly because of the injuries. All right. From one big AFC North matchup for the division lead, we have a team tied for the division lead in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers, everybody. Uh-huh. Back on track. Just Back like on that. Track, yeah. After all two that, and one. I mean, they're right there, right in the thick of things. They you know, all this calling for Matt Canada's job from Steelers Nation. They're chanting at the games, fire and fire. I mean, Mike Tomlin's like, you know what? I'm gonna assign you a new duty. Be the best friend of quarterback Kenny Pickett plus offensive coordinator. So he just says, I believe in you. He doubles down. Now, I don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes there, and we'll talk more about that on the stairway later this week. But, hey, whatever. They looked a little bit better. Offense, still very much a question mark. Defense, still very much legitimate. Tomlin against rookie quarterbacks. Now, C.J. Stroud is a very good rookie quarterback at this point in the game. He's, he's done very little wrong, quite honestly, to bring the Texans – to where they are now they're only one and two but he's he's looked the part no yeah. doubt about it Steelers on the road though in Houston uh, I'm gonna go with the Steelers guys I'm gonna pick my team here um and I just think it's it's the defense against a rookie quarterback and that's gonna be the difference in this game offense still has a lot to figure out marginal improvement week by week so we just got to hope that continues but I think the defense is pretty legit and they can keep Stroud on the ground and contained. Maddie, what do you think about this one in Houston? This is a interesting matchup here. It really is. I agree with you. The offense of Pittsburgh, I have no idea what to think about it. Um, I posted a video meme, whatever you want to call it, to my Instagram story, and it's the video of Najee Harris running. It says, looks like Najee Harris is running in blue jeans. It's unbelievable <laughs> how accurate that is when you watch this fucking dude run. What happened? 
and everybody's like, get Warren in there. And I know, Mike, you're onto the Warren train. He does not look that much better. He, uh-huh. he really doesn't. He's a little bit more explosive. He's wearing gym shorts at least. The jeans are off. Or maybe he's wearing the, you know, like the stretchy jeans or something. But um, neither of them look that spry, in my opinion. But with a, with a quarterback like Pickett who's struggling, you got to feed both of those guys. Um, Stroud looks amazing. He looks way better than I thought he would this early in the season at least. And I love those uh, young pass catchers that he has. Um, we talked about Nico Collins a little bit on the Funk House. I see a little Kenny Galladay just long term. But like Jerry pointed out, Kenny Galladay – or maybe it was you. Kenny Galladay had his day, and he was a solid receiver. Um, Tank Dell, I love this kid. I really wish Miami would have drafted him. Um, I'm taking the Texans here. I think Stroud just pours it on, keeps it rolling. I was really, really liking how um, they kept Stroud upright. The line's playing well, and we'll see if you know the um, defense of the Texans can kind of ring true here because I believe Stingley is out for a few more weeks, you know, an extended period of time, but. Um, I don't think that they're facing an offense where they're really going to need like a ton of defensive firepower. So I'm going to take the Texans here in a close one, mostly just because I want to see the Texans win. Yeah. um, I think uh, like you guys both said, the Steelers offense took some steps this week for sure. It looked better. There's no doubt about that. Um, The running game still huge question mark. Um, The line play does not look great to me at all. And Anaj just doesn't have the explosiveness he had in his rookie year. Um, there's not really much there. And I agree with Matt as well. Warren doesn't look like the savior by any means. Now, I personally have always been a big Anthony McFarland guy. I know he's been hurt, but I th- I'd love to see him get a couple carries to see what he can do. I think in the preseason, he looked pretty good. Uh, I don't know what his injury even is or what the timetable is, but nothing can be worse than what their run game looks like now, like right now. Um, they don't seem to be like involved in Fryermuth as much this year early, but he looked. They got him a little more involved this week, including a touchdown that cashed me a same game parlay. So I'll appreciate that, Pat and Muth. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, the Steelers look solid. Stroud looks great through three games. Now I said this last week, but like the first two games, a lot of those yards and stats were. Essentially garbage time numbers, but this time, this week, they just put it on the Jags from moment one. Uh, he was hitting big plays and he's looked great. I don't love him against the Steelers pass rush. I think that'll be the difference. I think Shroud probably gets a little bit of a wake up call this week against, uh, Watt and the boys up front. So I'm going to take the Steelers, uh, in this one. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. The line is the problem, no doubt about it, or part big part of the problem, I'll say. I think all their linemen are like in the bottom 10 of their positions for PFF rankings. I mean, however much weight you want to put on that, but they don't pass the eye test either. Matty, I got to check out that meme. It sounds very interesting. It was so good. I laughed so hard at that. That was the best. It um, looked like he was running in jeans. You know, it. there's a commercial with Najee. Uh, it's like an NFL ambassador. I, you know, I didn't used to like football, and then some coach yeah. told gave me a participation trophy, and then I loved it type thing. And in the drill at the very, or excuse me, in the ad at the very end of it, he does like a three lateral jump cut drill, and that's what he looks like running. Like he's always just uh, kind of happy feet. He's not bursting. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, and and he's and a tough. Like he's, you said, in his defense, there's no holes there. I mean, th- no. there's not a lot of holes there for him or Warren. No, the, the line does not look good to me. 
at all. No, I just wish they would get worn out in some more. That has worked for them a couple times, a little dump off passes, and hopefully Kenny can get a little bit more time. That line can continue to gel. But yeah, they're making improvements, a little bit of strides here and there, but still a lot of work to do on the offensive side of the ball. Okay, let's move on now to the LA Rams at the kind of surprising Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Anthony Richardson, Maddie, is he going to be back for this one? Do you know? I believe he will be. It seems just like a trend uh, in the NFL now where if you get a bop on the head, you get your concussion, you're going to miss the next week. It it doesn't seem like players are coming around um, in time to refresh for next week. And that's unfortunate, but health of the players first, obviously, that's great. But um, we just don't want this stuff lingering into other weeks. A lot of examples of that, Waddle, um, Richardson. So hopefully he's back. Hopefully Waddle's back too, but – um, I have him on a couple fantasy teams. I'm moving forward as if I have Anthony Richardson. All right, so you're taking the Colts there. Sorry, I was looking for your meme you sent me there. Yeah, go ahead and view it. So I, uh, I didn't explicitly say I. <laughs> no, I think I'm. I think I'm going to take the Rams here. To be honest with you, the Colts hold one out here, and and I like what they had. Uh, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Minshew. I can't get enough of the guy. I love Minshew. He struggled at first, definitely. Um, he's a game manager, but he's a leader. The guy is a, a, is a leader. You can't take that away from him. And that's exactly what he did is he led this Colts team to a W. But I think the Rams are a little bit more impressive than their record would show. Um, Cup's not going to be back. But you have the new Phenom, Puka. Tutu Atwell really showing some stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Rams' defense here – uh, comes around the Colts line is playing like dog shit. So I think Donald gets home and uh, that'll be an interesting game. I think that'll be an entertaining one. I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm going to take the Rams as well. I think um, Minshew. I'm I'm a notorious uh, Minshew hater. I ain't gonna lie, but I don't disagree. He is a leader. The guys like to follow him. He get he get he'll get you a couple wins just by willing your team to wins, despite the fact he pulled the Orlovsky and ran out of the back of the end zone. I still am a, a Minch, uh, you know, I'm not a big Minshew guy, but he, he, he does give you probably at this point a little bit of a better chance to win. I think than Richardson, in my opinion, even though Richardson's played well before the injury, not bashing him either. I just think the Rams have, you know, they lost a tough one of the Bengals. They played the Niners tough as well, and they beat my Seahawks in Seattle. So they've played really well for three weeks. And I think, uh, the Rams, you know, they're competitive. And like you said, Donald will get home. I like the, I like the Rams here as well. I'm going to take the Rams too. Uh, Minchu with a little Dan Orlovsky stepping yeah. out of the back of the end zone last week. So they, they avoided the loss even after that yeah. blunder there. So we're all taking the Rams on the road. Maddie might have stepped out for a minute here. I'm just looking at that meme. I seem to, I couldn't find it on your Instagram, Maddie, but I think I found the origins of the meme <laughs> on Reddit. And I see it now, and he's just in a nice tight pair of blue jeans, it looks like. It's just a, just a, <laughs> pic- just a picture, Maddie. It's the picture of him in blue jeans I don't think is what we're looking for, Mike. Oh, there, was a, there was a video yeah, of him yeah. running I the football. The link. Mike, yeah, yeah so the these? link I sent you, there's a, there's a bunch of videos linked together. Um, it's not – I didn't uh, post it as a – I posted it on my story, so you can't really get to it if I would have sent you that. But I posted it from the account who actually made it. 
Yeah, you just, you got to scroll gotta scroll right it. or left there a little bit till you get to the one of Naj running, and it's yeah, it's not him in blue jeans. <laughs> although that Len would be yeah, I'll have to log in. Uh, yeah, pull it up there, Lynn. I got to yeah, log. I got, I got you. I, I, you have to log in, or Instagram kicks you out after uh, you do I got, so many. Yeah, I got you right here. Don't so you worry. Videos. Uh, yeah. I have that trouble with Facebook too, so I get to. Uh, okay, let's see this here. I saw a nice picture of him in blue jeans. Okay, there's Najee with a nice run. What's the problem here? <laughs> Looks like he's running in blue jeans, man. <laughs> you can just hear the... <laughs> <laughs> All these runs look, just are like his together. best runs of the year. I like the picture. Let me... Uh, he does he looks like he's running uh, i mean i get what you're saying in mud also (laughs) (laughs) maybe cargo pants with something in each pocket yeah this is just the yeah just a bunch of rocks in each pocket (laughs) (laughs) i gotta i gotta send this picture to the chat here (laughs) so uh we we got uh we got the Buccaneers with a disappointing loss to Philly. They got kind of brought back down to earth. Baker and the gang uh, yeah. looked like bad Baker last night. Maddie, I'm with you. I, I'm a Baker believer in a way. I think he got a raw deal. They had an interesting stat last night with uh, the number of, what, eight head coaches he's been through in his career and nine offensive coordinators yep. between his time yep. in Cleveland, Carolina, Los Angeles, and now, of course, Tampa Bay, the former. <laughs> Sounds first. like he's been on about nine fucking teams by that list. Yeah, just saying. Well, no well, wonder he's had nine coordinators. Cle- Cleveland uh, accounted for four of those yeah. head coaches alone. Yeah. That's a first overall pick, Baker Mayfield, for you. They visit the New Orleans Saints, who dropped a tough one mm-hmm. to the Packers. Coughed it up. Derek Carr has a banged up shoulder. In this one, I'm not sure of his status. I haven't seen today what his status. I think they said he's being considered week to week. So week to week it seems is, like there. I, I think that's trending towards you to see old Jameis behind center this week. Would yeah. be my guess. Uh, Saints revenge two and game. one. Buccaneers yes. two and one. Big time revenge game there. Big time revenge game. Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead first here. I'm going to take the Saints. I think this game is. Um, you know, obviously pretty even and the divisions all mung- bungled up. I mean, you know, those two teams are going to probably battle it out the rest of this year with the Falcons and someone's going to win this division at eight and nine or whatever the case may be. But as much as I don't like Jameis as a starter, I'm going to still take Saints. I love their weapons. I love Olave. I love Rashid Shahid. I like um, they're getting uh, Kamara back this week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jamal Williams got put on IR, so he's out the next four weeks. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm going to go Saints here. <laughs> Maddie, I think you must have got the uh... – <laughs> Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah. That's so funny. That's perfect. Very oh, great. Uh, Very I got to send that to Weber and Nate, too. Uh, Jerry's going to get – Gary's going to get that meme a couple times, but that's hilarious. That's <laughs> really good. Incredible. Um, that's way right. funnier than the video. <laughs> it is. I agree. You can somehow funny. combine the two through the magic of that. I wish they were baggier. <laughs> I wish they were baggier jeans. That would make it a lot funnier. Not necessarily like Jinkos, but like yeah. early 2000s, like kind of baggy jeans. Yeah, like the jeans I still wear. Um, okay. <laughs> Hey, uh, Len, you Get the took, hammer loop on the side. Yeah, you took the. Uh, yeah, you got to be ready to do some carpentry at all times. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Saints. Saints. Taking the Saints. Yeah. Uh, okay, the Saints. I agree with you there, Len. I do like their weapons. Shahid, I took as a smash. 
Um, he had the kick return for he a touchdown, He did have right? a kick return for a touchdown, which just proves if he got the ball more. I mean, that's a smash. Did. I think that gets you a smash, right? No, no, it no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, that's only seven. He only had six points. Is that true, Matt? Is that, that doesn't get you a, t- a smash when you get a return touchdown? You don't get credit for that in fantasy. T- that's a special team smash. That's a, that's a level of smashing that we haven't really uh, dabbled into yet in the funk house. Yeah, so I like where it's going. Yeah, okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah, so they still have some – well, Kamara's back this week, obviously. I don't know if he'll see a full load, so to speak. Uh, Tony Jones looked competent. Tony but Jones, that, Kendra that, Miller, whatever yeah, his name yeah, is. Yep, Kendra. And uh, so we'll see what that offense becomes. Taysom re- Hill, of course, will be yeah, in there. Of course, every, be, every snap in the be, game, some other position. In. I do love Olave, though. He looks really oh, good. Oh, he's unbelievable. He's a good, he's oh, yeah. a big time player. <clears throat> yeah. I originally started off by smashing him. Then I went out on a limb and actually took Shahid. So you can give me credit for uh, no smash error. We're not, we're not a return yards league there anyway. So. Uh, I still like Shahid. He looked awesome on that return, though. I will yeah, say. I think he should get that. He's a big play waiting yeah. to happen. Um, yeah, but I'm taking the Saints, Maddie. What do you think? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bucks here just because of the quarterback situation. I do think Carr is gonna be out. It sounds like he has an AC joint sprain, so it is gonna be Jameis in a revenge game here. Um, I think Jameis is a fairly competent quarterback, and he can sling the fucking rock. We know that. Um, he is Black Favre. He's going to let it rip. Um, nobody can tell him not to because they know what's going to happen. So I'm glad I got Olave in fantasy, and I think he's going to have a nice day because of that just because Jameis is – what does he have to lose, to be honest with you? But, right. Um, Baker looks good. I mean, even in a tough game last night, he still looked pretty good, I thought. Um, you know, taking care of the football for the most part. He has some, some mental mistakes, but – has looked as you know good as he's looked since probably 2020 when he was back with the Browns, and I love Baker. I've gotten off of him a couple times just because of the poor play, so it's been a huge roller coaster. But I believe in him. He could be a long-term situation for the Bucs, to be honest with you. I'm not going to say they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I could see him starting there for a, for a few years or so and and doing fairly well. It's not like the strongest division, so I'm going to take the Bucs here, and uh, I like that team. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks bounce back after facing that tough Philly team at home last night, for sure. Um, all right, guys, that's that'll be an interesting one to watch. It could go either way. Uh, we got the Red Hogs. You got picked apart last weekend. Sam Howell definitely uh, picked. Th- he got picked. He got picked for sure. For sure. Yeah. Now I don't know if it's going to get much better. I do think the Eagles do have some guys you can expose in the secondary. But overall, they're just, uh, they just look tough to stop, quite honestly. Um, their run game, their pass game. Um, I'm anxious to see this team go up against some of the better ones. I mean, you talk about dream Super Bowl matchups right now. You talk about Philly, Miami, even NFC Championship game, Philly, San Francisco. I mean, all mm-hmm. these are looking like potential good matchups. The Eagles just don't have a lot of weaknesses. That D line, Jalen Carter. Uh, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I mean, you go up and down there. I mean, they're yeah. just so deep, so yep. big, so experienced and young at the same time. Uh, I got to take the Eagles at home. Len, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles as well. Um, my boy, Sam Howell, he took it, he took it on the, he took it, 
took it on the chest here this one this is a tough one for him four picks um you know uh you got you know like i said to somebody you know people want to give up on these guys after they have one bad game or something like that you got to let these guys play through some of this stuff you know you're gonna have bad games like this when it's your first year as a starter so i don't think it's you know need to panic the team was playing buffalo a team much better than they're playing philly this week another team better than them you know, they got a couple wins early. That's good. You know, this team is, you know, their goal should be somewhere around 500. That's <laughs> going to be losing a lot of these games. The better teams winning against some, some worse teams. So I don't think it's the end of the world for how, but I d- it didn't look good, obviously. So this, like you said, the Eagles are one of the top teams. There's no doubt about it. Everyone knew it coming in. They've done nothing but continue to prove that. The uh, D- Swift has added another dimension to the team as, as well as he's played the last couple weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, Philly's going to be tough to beat. They're going to beat the Commanders, I'm sure. House, you agree? Yeah, yeah, they, they are. I mean, they're a very complete team. I don't think they're quite the team as they were last year, but – Maybe they they don't need to be to get through this NFC. We'll see, but I don't think the the Durs are anywhere close to being in the class. I'm in on How. I like How. I know Lem's been in from the beginning. Um, I'm a I'm a new guy on the train, you know, this year, but I like him quite a bit, and I think he'll turn it around. Uh, you know, you see what he did against the Coes. Now maybe that's not saying much. And Jerry, I'm not trying to drag your boys, but. He's a competent quarterback, I think, and he's a starter in this league, and he's got playmakers, and John Dotson needs to get loose. You know, he's yeah. been fairly disappointing coming in. Um, Gibson looks horrible. He lost another fumble this week. I, I I don't know. There's a lot of people that have really been hyped up on Gibson. Jerry's been one of them. Yeah, he's... At some point, you know, I've liked him, but it just it, it's not there at the NFL level, personally. He's toast. He's and toast. And B-Rob... Yeah, I like B-Rob, like a lot from what I've seen from him, but this Philly defensive line is maybe the best I've ever seen. It's just insane. So I think that B-Rob is going to have a a really tough day, and Hal probably as well, and I think the Eagles get it done. It might be a little closer than we think, but... Um, Eagles are going to get it done. Here. Yeah, we're here in the living room. We support uh, Big Hat Brian Robinson, buddy. We don't, oh, yeah. we don't, we don't support any other back trying oh, to take yeah. take touches away from Big Hat. But you know, so right. B Rob's been good. He's ran tough, really good this year. I agree with you. This this could be a tough one for him, but um, you know, we're still behind him. He's definitely the better option in that backfield. I agree with you about Dotson. Got to get find a way to get the ball into Dotson's hands somehow uh, a little bit more. But yeah, this is a, this is just not a good game for the for the Red Hogs. Probably one of those division games that ends up closer than it should be. Uh, I'm a big B Rob fan too, man. If if I could just find a way to maybe get him on my fantasy team, I'd feel a lot better about my running back situation. I'd just thrown that out there yeah. for anybody you, you might be able to trade him to me, perhaps. <laughs> uh, all right, Len, we're moving on here. The Bengals. To be honest, I didn't watch much of this game last night, but it seemed like the offense maybe started to get back on track a little bit. Maybe Burrow's coming around. I am still concerned about that calf injury. We talked about it on, I think it was the Funk House. I did so many shows last week, I can't remember which one I talked about it on. Those calf injuries can oftentimes turn into more serious injuries. Anytime that calf is involved, it seems like your whole leg might be in jeopardy. But... Again, I didn't watch too much. I just saw they had some offensive contributions. I think Chase had a nice night. 
Uh, they seemed to get the receivers involved. Mixon, I think, had a score, I believe, but they escaped with a narrow victory uh, last evening on Monday night. They go into Tennessee to visit Vrabel and the Titans. Maddie, why don't you give us your winner in this one? Oops, had a little conundrum there with my mute. So, uh, yeah, I think the Bengals looked a tad better. I mean, Burrow was still pretty hobbled. Tannehill looks like uh, retirement's right around the corner, personally. He can't get the ball to any of his playmakers. It seems like D-Hop is still kind of hampered by that ankle. Traylon Burks, he's catching one or two passes a week. I don't know what's going on with that. Even Henry looked like, you know, he maybe had a pair of, you know, Fairly loose blue jeans on this week. Obviously, the guy's 29, um, maybe 30 now. I can't remember. But uh, Titans just don't have it. I talked about it on the, um, you know, grinding our gears show last week. They're such a boring team. If the Bengals are anywhere near what the Bengals could be, even half, Titans can't keep up with them. Uh, The worst pass defense in the league, Burrow. Love Burrow. I think most of us do. And if he can get just a little bit healthier, Chase, you know, kind of popped off last week. I don't know what's going on with T. Higgins. That's, you know, a, a big question of mine. Seems like he left late last week. No sign of an injury. I don't know what's going on. A lot of talk about him not being in the future plans of the team. Is that getting in his head? It's, a, it's just a weird thing with Higgins going on. I'm not quite sure. But I think the Bengals will, will get it done on the road here. They're a much better team. And we might see these Bengals – you know, really start to round into form here. And hopefully Joey B's health is, um, you know, really improving in the weeks to come. So um, Bengals for me and fuck Skyline Chili. <laughs> yeah, Skyline's trash. Uh, Bengals got to win this game. They're going to win this game. But I, I think I'll say this. I don't think I saw signs of their offense improving, to be completely honest with you. Um, Burrow threw for 260 or whatever. Chase did have 140 yards, but on 12 catches. So a lot of little catches, a lot of... You know, you're not seeing the chunk yards that you're used to seeing from this offense. Uh, Higgins, two for 21. Week one, he had zero catches. Now, last week, he had two touchdowns, but it's, you know, it's just not clicking offensively. I, pr- I think a lot of it has to do with, with Burrow's leg, probably. Um, Burrow's legs are a concern. You know, my boy Jeremy's talked about it since before he was, since he first was drafted. He, he's been saying the whole time he doesn't like Burrow. Burrow's legs look too skinny. He's going to have leg problems, and he has had leg problems the whole time he's been in the league with the ACL and then now the calf. So there's some question marks there. I still love Burrow. I think he'll come in round into form, no doubt, if he can get health, get completely healthy. And like Matt said, this is a defense you can get healthy against statistically. So I'm going to take Cincy. Um, I just don't think the Titans are very good offensively, so they're going to have a hard time scoring. Um, but if the if the Bengals come out sluggish at all like they have so far, the Titans are a team that could really – just keep this ugly and, you know, possibly upset them. I, th- I think, you know what I mean? They're, they will play you tough, even though they kind of stink. I'm going to take the Bengals here as well. I agree with everything you guys are saying. Uh, it's a get right game. Maybe for Cincy, they need to get back in the division race here before they start losing ground. Uh, I do think they'll come around barring injury, any further injury to burrow. Len, just quick question. If the Bengals were to take uh a coach, a bus or something like that to Tennessee, where would they travel through 
to get there? Whereabouts would they have to go through? Um, I think they'd probably have to go right. I'm going to guess they're going to go through Louisville, Kentucky, don't you think? Yeah, I I would think they would have to go through that general area known as the Ohio Valley. Yeah, I think they go through the Ohio Valley for sure. If they wanted to stop somewhere, maybe for some entertainment on the way there, where do you think they could go? I mean, I'd recommend giving a a chance at – Giving Ohio Valley Wrestling a chance. The wrestling promotion has seen on Netflix's series Wrestlers, which uh, Mike and I are going to talk about a little bit later in the show, uh, our review of the series Wrestlers on Netflix. Uh, Maddie, I know you've been in deep diving into WCW over the last year or so, but I'll give you, I'm going to give you another show for your list. If you just pencil this onto your list that we talk about a lot, uh, Wrestlers on Netflix, seven-part documentary series. Lot, lot along the lines of um, Last Chance You or something like that, focused on Ohio Valley Wrestling out of Louisville area. I would say give that a shot, Matt. You, it's an entertaining show. Yeah, that sounds right up my alley. Actually, it's definitely going to go on that list. That list is it's long. Uh, I got a lot of work to do. I'm a busy man. Yeah, uh, I love watching TV though. I try to make time. I just find myself watching stupid shit and never attacking this list like I should. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you, wrestlers is a good, easy watch. You can get through it in a Saturday or, you know, with football, it's so difficult. Sunday's usually not in football season. Sunday's my day where I can bang out a couple series if I have to. You know what I mean? To get or catch wow. up on four or five episodes of something, no problem on a Sunday. But with NFL here, I, it gives me a, I have to, it gives me a very small window to get even an episode in on a Sunday. So, um, you know, that, that's the, that's kind of the, uh, conundrum, uh, a TV slash sports fan like myself finds themselves in in the fall. I just don't know how you do it, Len. You watch so many shows, but you you find time. You find uh, time, and it's dedication. Yeah, you know it's it is it, it, it you know it's tough, but I love TV. So any time I have to myself, I try to get it in. You know, it maybe some nights it's staying up till three, four in the morning watching episodes. Maybe some nights it's watching an episode or two at eight in the morning before I go to Napoli's. You know, wow. never it, wherever I can get it in, I get it in. I mean, so you're saying some nights you only get three hours of sleep? Yeah, certainly it's possible. And you I fit mean, some two K in there? So yeah, if that's the new two K NBA two K's out. So I've been playing it. I've actually been really, honestly, neglecting my two K time. I got to get on on there tonight i gotta grind away a little bit with my guy because he's not to the level i'd like him to be at so um you know it's the it's a busy life it's a busy life man i, I don't mean to toot my own horn Len, but i just pulled up MapQuest directions cincinnati to nashville tennessee right through louisville through the heart right Drive through right heart. by a, i-71 a historic South. davis arena yep right through it <clears throat> so geography wins i remembered something there right through louisville stop and see ohio valley wrestling Bengals if you have the time all right guys this one here is the former los angeles team the raiders visiting a current los angeles team the chargers so short sort of that revenge game narrative i would say yeah uh jimmy g kind of got jimmy g dang that if matt's right about the concussion protocol he probably won't see jimmy g this week because they'll probably sit out a week yeah he might he might aiden o'connell 
Oh, boy. Aiden O'Connell not active this past week. They had Hoyer active. So we'll see if there's a – we'll see if they start Hoyer or if they go O'Connell. I'd rather see O'Connell. I think Raiders fans would rather see O'Connell. But, um, they yeah. yeah, this past week when he was nicked up, they had Hoyer warming up on the sideline. O'Connell was actually inactive. <laughs> so we'll see. Now, I'll say this. You know, I, I say that what I said about Miles Garrett earlier because just when they played the Steelers in particular, other than that one time – all right, when he knocked Mason Rudolph silly, he just doesn't seem to make a huge impact on the game. The exact opposite, I could say, about Max Crosby. He was always in the backfield chasing around Kenny Pickett. I'm just very impressed with Max Crosby. Now that offense is still going to be a question mark, especially if Jimmy G's out. Devontae looks incredible. I mean, he just absolutely torched. It's unbelievable. Steelers. I mean, everyone knows it's going to him. But every time, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I think their secondary has a lot to be desired. Oh, probably. Honestly, but I mean, against but, everyone, it's I like mean, that. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. But the Chargers did lose Mike Williams, correct? He's out for the year. Yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. out for the year. Mike Oft injured Mike Williams. In-house uh, big BMW guys, but he is... Definitely oh, yeah. off the injured. Although, interesting about that is I looked, me and Jeremy were texting about it yesterday. Actually, he said he, nobody's been hurt more than him, blah, blah, blah. So I looked it up. He actually hasn't been hurt all that much, surprisingly. It's very odd. But he's played, I think, come before this year, or like counting these three games and not counting the next 15 he's going to miss. But before that point, up to that point, I think he's played 88 of a possible 98 or 96. 100 games or something like that so wow. it really hasn't missed that many games but i feel like he's left like 80 of those games yeah like at halftime or yeah. something but yeah i had a similar misconception about uh michael Pittman, who's actually been almost fully healthy last year's but to me yeah. it just always seems like and we and jeremy look, also talked about jamal adams the seahawks is supposedly coming back this week same thing it's like he's played he played 15 games 15 games 15, 14 games 14. he played all these games but he just always seems injured it's so bizarre <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know maybe it's just the wrong time they yeah. get injured maybe it seems like yeah i gotta take the Chargers in this one no at home and so if i against the raiders with the question mark and quarterback uh maddie what do you think yeah i'm gonna take the Chargers here too i'll tell you um you know len talked about maddie Eberflus, uh, and how he's on the hot seat is there anybody that's on the hot seat worse than brandon staley at this point and, and len i know you're you've been hypercritical of him and deservedly so for the past you know year plus but the guy may not know how to coach a football team uh it sure doesn't look like it you know at this point but kellen moore um you know he's running the show here that's gonna be uh the factor i think and and i like what he's been doing on offense bmw is out so look to josh palmer uh to fill in the role there it doesn't seem like Quentin Johnston, the rookie, is uh, mentally quite there yet. So they got some other guys, and we'll see about Eckler coming back. But, yeah, I mean, if Jimmy G's not there, um, Adams can't do it all. But I'll tell you, he's one of these guys that it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. As long as you're, you know, a competent body out there, dude's going to ball out. Uh, We'll see if he can do it with Hoyer or O'Connell. And, yeah, I'd love to – I'd definitely like to see O'Connell just to see what happens. But a division game, one they think they can probably win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet they're gonna go with Hoyer there. Um, Josh Jacobs, I think he's at least in Gene shorts, but there's definitely some denim involved in Josh Jacobs' get up lately. Um, 
Chargers for their second win of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers too. As far as Staley goes, I mean, he's a joke. Let, there's just no other way to put it. The guy is a terrible football coach. Uh, he makes all these analytics-based decisions. They almost always backfire. This week, he actually didn't. The The Vikings just out-chargered him, basically, by fucking that up because he went for his own 24-yard line on fourth and one to try to put that game away and gave it right back to Minnesota. But Cousins outdid himself and just threw a pick anyway, so it didn't matter. The, um, I think you're right about Quentin Johnson, but I would keep an eye on him as far as some of those deep balls and those jump balls that they used Williams for a lot. I wouldn't be surprised to see him sort of just get used in that role specifically near the goal line and things like that, maybe some jump balls and some big uh, fly routes where they can just use them in that role because – Previous to that, these games, he's had to be kind of horseshoed in to like a slot type thing with Allen and, and Williams out there, or just like a third or fourth receiver. Where now maybe they can use him more as just a you know a, an outside guy in a in a certain situations. So I'd keep an eye on John Quentin Johnson. Uh, but yeah, the Chargers I think have to win this game. The Raiders defense stinks. I mean, the Steelers even carved them up for God's sakes. So you know, it's just it, I just I just think it's got to be. And also this thing, this is just another thing against Staley. You have Herbert, who you know I'm lukewarm on, as people know, even though he always puts up good numbers. Herbert forty for forty seven for four hundred plus yards, and they have to win on an interception at the end of the game. Like they, you know, forty for forty seven, four hundred yards. You should be like smashing some team into oblivion. But no, they win on the like they're they should have lost that game. I mean, the Vikings had every chance to win that game. It's crazy. So. Yeah. J.C. Jackson, healthy scratch. Healthy scratch, game. now worn out for his rest. Uh, speed, some speeding, oh, wow. it, some speeding issue or something. He never paid the fine. I don't know. The Chargers are always up to something. Something weird's always going on there too. Is Eckler ever going to play again? What's happening? These people just randomly show up on injury reports. I feel like the NFL is yeah. turning into NBA load management. People are just like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I'm going to miss a couple weeks, and it's very odd. It's very me. good point. Very. He Look might- for these. Look for these look for these tight ends on the Chargers to make an impact with Jerry Everett and uh Donald Parham had two yeah. buddies last week and I think I think one the week before. So um call them the Twin Towers. There's some big boys. Uh it's kind of bookends there, maybe in a little twelve personnel. So yeah, um, Parham. they've been really, really making an impact. Parham, real tall guy. He's he's made some impact for sure. Yeah. He had he's been all right, yeah, for for sure. Keep an eye on Parham for sure. Keep an eye on it. It's a good uh, – it's, it's good to see him come back. He had a real scary injury last year, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Really you're right about yeah. that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Twin Tower. That's right. nasty. A couple things. I, I was going to ask what you guys meant by BMW, but I think I figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Big Mike Williams. Right, right. That's, yeah. That's, that's neat. Um, so, Matt. That's a Brandon Wagner original. That's a good that's one. That's a good one, yeah. Good I, one. I didn't know who originated it, but it's it's always been present at the Crook League draft that I'm there. It's always BMW, so I assumed it was – so, I don't know. I think House took him every year, maybe. So maybe I thought it was his. I don't know. Shout out to Burger Daddy, as always. <laughs> as always. Um, as always. So, drip, drip. Yep, or drip coffee. Drip. Is that drip with two P's or no, one? just one. Okay. Just one P. Oh, man. Drip. I hope it's two. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> I don't know why it would it's be two. It's just a standard spelling. Uh, just standard spelling. I don't know why it would be two P's, but... So, Maddie, we talk, we've been talking a lot about jeans and jean shorts. What would, I mean, what would your, your true stallions, your, your Christian McCaffrey's, what are they running again? 
Oh man, they're probably. I mean, is it a is? Are you asking for, um, like some kind of jeans or just what? <laughs> I mean, below uh, the latest apparel in general. I think we've pretty much spanned the the types of jeans. I, yeah, not, I mean, I don't think those guys. I mean, uh, like basketball shorts is too easy. Obviously, that's like what yeah. any person that would want to be athletic would probably wear. So I don't know. I mean, I would say. Yeah, as far as someone that can really get, you get a lot of mobility, you know, you have a lot of mobility like that. That's the, probably the, the gold standard, you know what I mean? It says yeah. basketball okay. shorts, but. Okay. okay, that's fair. If we're talking jeans, if you're talking maybe jeans. some sort of jegging. If you're talking. Maybe some sort of jegging. Or jenkos. Um, or also, you know, if we're talking. Real like, wide. You know, like, like your church jeans, maybe like a nice dark 501. Um, as opposed to Najee's, you know, like Lee Dungarees. Okay. I'll tell you okay. what you don't want to wear. Buttons up. Button fly. Those button fly. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Damn. That's, that's too 2009 for me. Stretch waistband. You, you know, yeah. maybe, the, like, i tell you what, a pair of corduroy pants probably do you pretty well when you're running the, running some routes. Yeah. Get a lot of uh, noise. They great. might give away your, you know, whether when you're trying to make a quick cut because they you can hear the slowdown on that rubbing. Like, I think some chinos would be would be nice. Sure, yeah. I don't think. I think the the dolphins don't wear any pants whatsoever. <laughs> I think they they probably wear like compression shorts. Um, just because you know they gotta you know somehow contain their massive dongs, but I don't think that you can have anything down there with the speed that those guys are. That could are be true. The yeah. Table right now. Sorry, I asked. <laughs> uh, you definitely don't want Jinko's line. That's way uh, too much fabric. A lot of, lot of, lot of weight. Too much resistance. A lot of weight. Too much wind resistance. All right, this one is kind of interesting, guys. The Cowboys defense, much like this, they remind me of the Steelers at two and one as well. Uh, their defense is is legit. I think they did lose Trayvon Diggs. Definitely won them their first game against the Giants in that blowout. But honestly, watching this offense last week left a lot to be desired, to be quite honest. The coaching did, too. Down two scores, a run, run, running it. And it's like, literally, guys, you're running out of time here. What's going on? And then Dak throws a little just limp-wristed interception in the middle of the end zone. Just didn't see the defender right in front of his face. Uh, Just inconsistent, this offense – to me, just dinking and dunking. Uh, I, I don't know, guys. I got to take the Patriots going into the Big D. I think Belichick just gets one over on McCarthy here uh, somehow for the victory. Matty, what do you think in Texas? I would love to see that. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Uh, losing Diggs was huge. Um, I will say Micah Parsons told <laughs> Tyreek Hill, you come across the middle, I'm going to send you to the blue tent. Didn't care for that, Micah. Didn't care for that one bit. But I think that Dallas is just too formidable on the defensive side of the ball. Um, we'll see what Zeke can do in a hashtag revenge game. Ooh. That'll be interesting. Um, they're coming, the whole slate, guys. I, I warned you. Um, there's a lot more coming. Well, maybe not a lot, but we got a few. But uh, Zeke's looked pretty decent, actually. But yeah. Ramondre, he's wearing some sort of Wrangler um, definitely like a Kmart, Walmart type jean. I, t- if you squint, it looks like Najee Harris in a Patriots uniform, and it's not the dreadlocks or anything like that. But he just does not look 
anything like what we thought that this kid would look like. There's no explosive plays coming. He's not getting a ton of looks in the passing game. That is where Zeke's coming in. So everybody on the fantasy side that thought, you know, ah, Zeke won't eat into that. You've been wrong so far. So I need to sit a little bit more out of Mondre, and you need to take them jeans off. And he might have a button fly for all we know. Um, he might have the little, the little um, something in his little watch pocket, you know, <laughs> in, inside the big pocket. There's a lot of questions here. Um, the Pats look – the defense looks great. Christian Gonzalez looks awesome. And we know how smart Belichick is, but I just think there's too much firepower on the boys. But if anybody could fuck it up, it'll be Dak because he sucks. Ramondre could use – a little something in his fifth pocket there to get give himself a little bit of energy, you know what I mean? Something that yeah. p- people stick in that fifth pocket, some little illicit stuff. But I, I, I was actually, I don't have a fantasy team, obviously, but I was pushing Zeke on a lot of people. I, I like Zeke in this team, and I think, honestly missing Zeke is hurting the Cowboys right now in the red zone. Um, they've had some red zone issues, and particularly this last week. And while Pollard has been pretty good, again, Zeke was, you know, one of the best runners last year in third and fourth down short yard situations, one of the best runners in the red zone with 12 touchdowns. I think people underestimate the benefit of that thunder to the lightning. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need that balance, someone to take a lot of the pounding off of someone like Pollard. I think the Cowboys are going to miss that. I thought they were going to miss it all offseason. I've said that, and I believe it. Now, that being said, I think the Patriots stink. I mean, I don't like Mac Jones at all. I hate the weapons. Ramondre's been terrible. Um, I just don't think they're very good. And so I think Dallas wins this game based on that fact that Parsons is probably going to just demolish Mac Jones a few times. And I just think the the, the Cowboys have a little bit more. Probably co- coming off a of, a pretty embarrassing loss, to be frank. They're probably uh, going to play a pretty good game this week. So I like Dallas here, um, you know, pretty handily, honestly. I used to like. So who do we think? Who do we think that uh, Mac Jones is going to thwack in the ball sack this week? <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that video of him dick slapping sauce. I but did. I watched a, a pretty lengthy com- um, compilation of Mac Jones' dirty plays, trips, shit, shit like that. Um, he's certainly the Grayson Allen of the NFL, and I fucking can't stand Grayson Allen. So, no, I don't care for Mac Jones either, Len. Yeah, Mac, I mean, he Mac Jones reminds me, he went to Alabama, he reminds me of like an Alabama frat boy. And if you know anything about frats, you know they love to play butt and dick games. And, you know, there's always butt yeah. stuff going on, there's always dick stuff going on, there's always haze and stuff going on. He seems like somebody that's hazed a bunch of people in his life from the high school level up probably touched a bunch of guys dicks when they didn't want unwantedly and um you know i just i just think mac jones is is a piece of shit to be honest he just looks like one i don't care for him and i don't think he's very good he reminds me of like a, if, a murdoch kid yeah like absolutely. a Chris, like a grizzly yeah. kid yeah 100 100 percent. he could be a murdoch for sure <laughs> uh fucking buster or something just out there murdering yeah. people on the open seas and if you and if you hazed him, his dad would sue you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, for sure, for absolutely. Sure. So, Maddie, you mentioned uh, what was it? Ramondre maybe had some Lee Dungarees on or something like that. Uh, you know what the Lee Dungarees uh, motto or slogan was, right? 
I just remember Buddy. Can't bust them. Can't bust them. I just remember Buddy. Can't bust them. Can't bust them. That's a good. That's a good analogy there, Maddie, for old Mondra. He can't bust anything so far. That's for sure. <laughs> I used to like dungarees. I think they 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 fit me pretty well. All right. Uh, oh, but, I crushed some dungarees. Carpenter for sure. Oh, yeah. Carpenter, big time oh, yeah. carpenter guy. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. The Arizona Cardinals, Josh Dobbs, off his first career victory somehow. He thought he would have got one eventually uh, as a starter. Has been, Len, to your credit, impressive. The uh, astronaut now, he's got his sights set on outer space. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I don't know how long he'll keep that job. I don't know what Kyler Murray's situation is. Uh, but he did get the win, <clears throat> a big win, against the Cowboys there last week. Now they're they're facing a whole other beast here in santa clara right and they're visiting the niners is anybody here not taking the niners in this matchup no no i'm gonna take the niners but i do have i just have to ask the question again just i mean each week i'm gonna ask it again should the steelers have just stuck with josh dobbs i mean that's the question that everybody wants to know it seems like maybe they would have been better off to stick with josh dobbs handing the reins over to him could use that pick they used on picket for some for maybe a running back that doesn't wear blue jeans possibly or (laughs) something like that but uh dobbs just looks good dobbs is probably gonna get demolished this week however i will say Overall, the Cardinals have played really hard, yeah. honestly, this year. James and I have to give them credit for that. Connor's yeah. been really good. Dobbs has played really well. Um, this team sh- was supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league and still might be. But I, th- I got to give him credit. Jonathan Gannon, whatever his name is, he's done a good job having this team ready yeah. to compete. So I give him credit for that. But the Niners are going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think we all looked at the Cardinals as maybe the worst team in the league before the season started just on paper. But I think they've already kind of exceeded expectations through two games now will that last i don't know but they're not going to beat the niners here maddie do you agree uh no niners are going to take this the unborn puppy that is josh dobbs has looked pretty good but he can't uh stand up and i think bose is going to plant him probably three times do you think the steelers should just stuck with dobbs though matt or i don't think it's even close they should have absolutely (laughs) but they chose to keep mason rudolph for whatever reason i can't tell you how bad mason rudolph is at football um, wouldn't you know play in the CFL, let alone he's the third string on an NFL roster. Um, the Steelers carrying three quarterbacks, though, does tell you what they think about Kenny, in my opinion. Um, bring on Dobbs. He's not going to beat the Niners, though. Rudolph and Mac Jones were definitely in the same <laughs> oh, yeah. fraternity. They paddled uh, each other yeah. for sure. They were paddling each other <laughs> for State sure. State chapter. Uh. Oklahoma chapter. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of paddles. All right, so the Niners are going to win this one, but credit to the Cardinals for trying hard, no doubt Yeah, about playing it. hard. And no, they shouldn't have kept Josh Dobbs. Uh, Kenny Pickett has two career wins already this season, <laughs> and he's doubled down. <laughs> so, of course, that's a fair point. Um, that's a fair point, Mike. All right, this game, Sunday night game, obviously uh, had better intense at, at season's uh, beginning. Um, Jets do kind of hang around, though. They, they were there with the Patriots. They had a chance at the end of the game. Still, though, without that quarterback, questions swirling now about are they, you know, Matt mentioned Kirk Cousins earlier in the show. Um, you know, there's been Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz talk. Kaepernick wrote a letter. Kaepernick wrote a letter to this team of course to try to get on the practice squad, for fuck's sake. Uh, he hasn't played in six years. This is just yeah. getting outrageous. Yeah. Uh, but if this defense of the Jets is what people have hyped it to be from the preseason from last year, everything, then 
you would think they'd be able to keep him in the game. The only question about this game that I'm concerned about, obviously, is will Taylor Swift be there? She lives in New York City. Uh, It's in New York City. Uh, That's really all I care about. Is Taylor going to be in the booth with Mama Kelsey again? That's all I care about. I hate the Chiefs. I hate Kelsey. I hate Mahomes. I hate them all. But the the silver lining to all this Taylor Swift stuff is this relationship, quote unquote, is going to probably last about three to four weeks. And when it's over... The Swifties are going to just annihilate Kelsey online and on Instagram and all that. So they're just going to demolish him and probably tear the Chiefs down from the outside and just ruin their Super Bowl chances. That's my only hope. I'm hoping Taylor's trying to take him down from the inside. I'll take the Chiefs in this game, though, because she's still with them. Yeah, Chiefs, um, that's all I'll say about that. They're they're rounding into form, no doubt. Swift or not, they're going to beat the Jets. House, you agree? Yeah, pretty easily the Chiefs here. Um, well, I will say these last two matchups here, we do have um, two very key revenge game narratives. <laughs> and uh, I want to throw it to you guys and see if you can guess the revenge game here for the Chiefs-Jets. Revenge oh. game here is uh, the the wide receiver. Uh, I forget his freaking name. The guy that used to play for the Chiefs, now he's on the Jets. Come on, Mike. Uh, uh, Come at, on, Mike. What the hell's his name? Oh, Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. I know exactly who it is too, and it's uh oh uh, I've been really I've been really oh, high Hardman. Hardman, Michael Hardman, that's it. I forget Michael Hardman. He hasn't Big seen revenge. much action uh Big revenge yeah, game. He has. I don't even know if he's been active to be yeah. honest. And the revenge as soon as the, Rogers went out, he was probably like, Yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um let me call Mahomes, see if they want me back. Um, Chiefs are going to dominate this. And I think you're right, Len. I, I'd love to see that happen, them take down the uh, the Chiefs. I, I like Kelsey quite a bit. Mahomes is a good football player. I don't really care much for him personally. Um, I enjoyed the memes of uh, – what is it? Uh, Kelsey looking up in the stands all pissed, and it says – uh, Kelsey, when he sees Jackson Mahomes trying to get in the booth to do a TikTok dance with Taylor. <laughs> those are really funny. I enjoyed those. Um, Chiefs are going to dominate the Jets. They're just not an NFL caliber team with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the revenge factor in Monday night's game uh, between the Seahawks and Giants is Julian Love, the safety for Seattle, who came over from the Giants. That's my prediction. <laughs> is that a, right? It's a bit of a stretch. Is that it, huh? Is that the, that's my prediction. That's I'm, I'm not quite, Len. I think I think you need to dig a little deeper here. Oh, a little deeper, huh? Well, actually, no, not deeper, but um i guess go back a little further this one should be slapping you in the face to be honest with you oh geez louise <laughs> i'm trying to think now i was sure it was julian love i mean that's the that's the one i thought of uh, i mean that could be one but mike do you got it seahawks at giants that i mean we talking an active player or you having us go back to like Pri- they are, are very active and, and a key contributor to this matchup, like one of the most key contributors. Oh, Gino. Gino yeah. Smith, yeah. Of course. Wow. Gino Smith. Totally yeah. forgot he played for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, Gino, I just pictured oh, yeah. G- yeah, he's he ended Eli's uh consecutive game started streak. Um Yep, yep. Yeah, so this one is um this is a tough game, I think. Honestly, Seattle on the road. The yeah. Giants uh with 
you know, the big come from behind win last week uh, or two weeks ago. Obviously, we're manhandled by the Niners here on Thursday, but I still think the Giants are a, comp- a competitive team. Seattle um, last year couldn't stop the run at all. Uh, they were the worst team in the league against the run. This year, they're actually doing really well against the run. Now they can't stop the pass at all. They have 362 yards to Andy Dalton and over 100 yards to Thielen. Those guys are both like 45 years old. So that's not great. Um, but we got to see we got to see some vintage great K9 that we wanted to see. He looked good. Oh, we yeah. got to see DK looking great this week. Gino looking great. And then we got our first glimpse of what you know everybody talked about in the offseason. Charbonnet, the draft pick from UCLA, looked outstanding in this game as well. Um, their line's been decimated by injuries with both tackles, Lucas and Cross being out. And this week they really came together as a unit. And, uh, and played really well. So I like Seattle here. Also, side note, anybody that, even if you're not a Seahawks fan, but you you know found it the team exciting back in 2013 when they won the Super Bowl, um, that they did a 10-part like documentary on Seahawks.com. It's just like they're like 12 or 15 minutes, the, the part, so it's not that long of a series on that 2013 team because it's a 10-year anniversary and it, it's actually really cool so if you're just looking for something football related to watch there's 10 parts on it's called season of boom and there's just, they have all you know they have baldwin and earl thomas and sherman and pete and all them guys talking about it. it's actually a really cool show really cool just historical thing and that team fucking ruled i mean that team just made my life forever if yeah. seattle never wins anything again i'll always 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 love that team it was just fantastic so if you're just looking for something football related to watch on the internet, that's on Seahawks.com and it's a lot of fun. So you're taking the Seahawks? Yeah, 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 of course. I'm taking the Seahawks too in this one. Just I was gonna lean Giants, honestly, but now that the revenge game narrative has surfaced, <laughs> I gotta go with Gino and gang this yeah. one. Maddie. I think I'm gonna zag here and I'm gonna take the Giants at home. Um I don't what's up with Reek Woolen? Uh why is he just not yeah, Rick Mullen. Unbelievable last chest week. injury is what um, okay. is what happened. So he's been out last game and a half. He didn't play this week. He he left in week two. Um, okay, but week one. I mean, when the Rams decimated him. Everything was away from Reek Wool. And, you know, they play a classic cover three. So he's, he's just on the outside. He doesn't play. They don't really yeah. play man-to-man. And they just pick the middle apart. Uh, Bobby Wagner's back. Obviously helps him a lot against the run. But he's lost some steps in the pass coverage game. So I think Wagner being in the middle, it really hurts their pass coverage. But helps their run coverage. That's been a big big uh, miss there. Like I said, Jamal Adams is still out. Supposed to be returning this week. Um, the off-season scuttlebutt is that they're going to use him as like a third down linebacker a lot uh, okay. so we can maybe see a, so little, bit maybe see a little bit more of him and maybe that'll help a little bit yeah but, uh, uh, Weatherspoon, I mean, i'm gonna take the giants weatherspoon the rookie didn't play week one also against the rams so that hurt him but he's played the last right. two games and he played actually really well this he week did. against the panthers yeah. played some big plays so i think he's shown signs hopefully reeks yeah. back i think he's close hopefully he's back Okay. Well, we'll see because that the secondary has been pretty suspect, as you said. And Daniel Jones, um, one of the hardest starts to a season um, that I've seen from a quarterback in a long time. When you look at the defenses that he's come across here, so I'm thinking that maybe he gets a little bit more room to breathe here, and 
They got Wandale Robinson back last week. I think he's a pretty slick little player. Yeah. Um, again, they have, you know, 20 slot receivers. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I like Jalen uh, Hyatt a lot. I like Hyatt a lot. I think yeah. he's going to be dangerous on that team. He could be. You know, he's got to show me he, he knows more than just, you know, nine routes. So um, I just want to see what's up with Barkley. Um, I'd be very surprised if he played, but crazier things have happened. Um, I know the Giants are kind of beat up on their line as well, but I just have a feeling I think Danny Jones um, drops a few dimes here, and maybe they get Waller back into the swing of things. We know how bad the Seahawks are perennially against tight ends. It's just always been like that. True. Um, yeah. So I think the Seahawks are a better team, but for some reason I just I'm going to roll Giants here, and and um, I think they get it done at home, and uh, they get the revenge over Geno. Yeah. Well, if you're thinking of tight ends on Seattle, though, just keep an eye on uh, Colby Parkinson. He's really been making an impact lately. Disley, without, I would say keep an eye on Disley. You can't keep an eye on when he's not playing. But Parkinson has been progressively coming into this offense. And so keep an eye on him if you're uh, if you're looking for a fantasy streamer at tight end. Rumor has it the dirt sheets are saying uh, possibly parkinson and rose <laughs> possibly parkinson, black paint could be a thing. possibly parkinson and uh canine possibly dating jenny son from black pink we uh, i'm not reporting it but it's it's not not out there let me tell you it's not not that's, out there yeah, that's right if you have your sources and they're usually right but i'll say that much well that's a full slate of games gentlemen yeah. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about wrestlers yeah. here coming up. Maddie, I, you might want to uh, get going because you haven't seen it. We don't want to spoil it for you. Right. We really appreciate yeah, I got to pop out. We really appreciate your time. As always, check out Maddie and Jerry on the Funk House for all your fantasy smashes, stock reports, and really. Grinder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder, soapbox, so or uh, uh, soapbox hero. hero, yeah, soapbox uh, hero. Yeah, we're uh, workshopping the new name, seeing how <laughs> seeing how the fans respond to it. You can grind your gears with those guys. Usually every Wednesday or Thursday, you can check out the Funk House. Maddie, it's a pleasure as always. Thanks for coming on, uh, Len. I'll join you here on the other side of the break after a word from our sponsor. Lee Pipes. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Put your whole family. It's real hungry. Just pick up the phone and call Naples, where you can get the pizza or the salads or the strabolis or the pasta or the calzones or the fish sandwich or the pepperoni or chicken wings or butter hot the pepper cheese balls or a special steak call 375-0140 and feed your familia right tonight with Napoli's forget about it and we're back, Mr. Just Right here with Len Biggs, and we're going to talk a little mini-series. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it, Len? Yeah, mini-series, limited series, uh, hopefully hopefully just first season of a series, hopefully. Of the show, The, rest, the, rest, the Wrestlers? wrestlers. No, just Wrestlers. Just Wrestlers. No, no article. No, yeah, no article. So Wrestlers mm-hmm. featuring the talent of Ohio valley wrestling mm-hmm. former developmental 
territory of WWE yes. for NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the one of the last remaining vestiges of the territory system, so to speak, based in somewhere in Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville. In, right in Louisville? Is that yeah, where Louisville. Area, at least. I mean, they claim Louisville. I don't know. It's probably not right in the city, but, you know, somewhere around. It looks more outward than that, but, yeah. Yeah, th- for those of us who are bad at geography like myself, yeah. Kentucky is actually very close to Ohio. Right. So Part of the Ohio Valley, that, obviously. Right. So that's where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. It's a ragtag group, uh, to say the least. Yes, there right absolutely. Now, now this, is a, this is a territory that produced stars such as John Cena, Randy Orton, Dave Batista, Barack Lesnar, amongst others. Amongst others, yeah. Now, uh, I'm not quite sure there's that level of talent there now, but the personalities are very, very strong. Len, what's yeah. what was your overall thoughts? Did you enjoy uh, the series of wrestlers? Yeah, I mean, I love the series the wrestler wrestlers. Sorry. I, I love the series wrestlers myself. Obviously a huge wrestling fan. So, you know, you might think, well, of course he loves wrestlers because it's about wrestling. But beyond that, I I really truthfully think this series is for everyone. Honestly, it's a good, just a fun story. If you've ever watched any of the Last Chance use on Netflix, like for the football and basketball, I watch all of them. Also, like, uh, um, sorry, yeah, Cheer, the series they had on there about the cheerleading uh, exploits of the college team. Um, it's in that vein. In that it's you know like you said it's a it's a ragtag group of guys and girls trying to make it to the next level trying to make it to the big time or trying to hold on for one more payday or whatever it may be, so I find it very enjoyable. Um, of course, it's all spearheaded by a guy that most wrestling fans at least will remember, Al Snow, who had uh, various degrees of success in the wrestling business. Um, probably his biggest success was during his ECW days. With his cohort head, of course, the mannequin head, which he would bring to the ring. Um, and that was as over as the gimmick will get. That's just idiotic. And he got, he made the most of it and then went to back to the WWE with that gimmick, worked for a while, then became a trainer down there at OVW. And when the previous owner decided he was going to hang it up, Al Snow took over. Now the company is running weekly uh, show, live shows, uh, monthly pay-per-view shows on YouTube and whatnot, and uh, trying to you know make the make the day. And like many independents, um, particularly this one, it seems to be spending kind of money. People seem to be on payroll and whatnot, which isn't really often the case for like a wrestling crew like this. But it seems the way that way here. So they have to bring in some money, men. And one of those money men comes in, and he, of course, is sort of portrayed as the villain in this show, at least uh, at the beginning for a while. And then him and Al Snow butt heads and blah, blah, blah. But nonetheless, highly recommend the show. Um, I think it's uh, just an entertaining thing. Um, As far as talent goes on there, there's a couple people that might have a chance at getting somewhere in a wrestling career. Um, the most part, these people are independent wrestlers, which is fine by me. I love independent wrestling. We love imagine wrestling, you know, much like imagine wrestling. There's a few people there that probably could have a future, uh, bigger and better than imagine. And maybe even AEW, maybe WWE, we hold out hope, but a lot of those guys are doing it because they love wrestling and they like to wrestle in front of 150, 200 people and enjoy and provide entertainment. I begrudge them. Not at all. That's been my whole life following that. So I think it's outstanding. 
I love the show, and I, I just highly recommend it. What do you think about some of the talent on there, Mike? Who mm-hmm. do you think, if anyone, mm-hmm. can make the leap sure. to the next level? Miss- or who stood out for you at all, period? In terms of who could make the leap, mm-hmm. I would say Mr. Pectacular mm-hmm. could make the leap. I think his Segway gimmick is, yeah. was very funny. Right. I, they didn't quite focus on him a lot. No, he didn't get a lot of focus. The show, but he stood out to me, obviously. The yeah. Looks. And I think a lot, I think maybe part of the reason they didn't focus on him so much is because he kind of has made a, a slight leap already. He's been working a little bit with NWA, which is kind of a little bit higher of a level than Ohio Valley, but you know, not, and obviously not a WWE. So I feel like they didn't focus on as, as much because of that. He was already kind of pro maybe progressing out of there, but I agree with you. He's a guy that has the look seems to have the charisma without mm-hmm. seeing a lot of his in ring work. I don't know, but I mean, he right. seems like he at least has potential for sure. Yeah. Uh, who else? Let me think here. Honestly, Len is who, who could make the leap? Um, I think we both kind of agree that maybe if she gets her head on straight, Hollywood, Haley J, Haley J. Yeah, I think Hollywood Haley J has absolutely has the skill and the charisma slash personality to be a a, a big time uh, wrestler like an AEW or WWE wrestler. I do think that. However, she's very young, very very young. immature, and. You know, some would say ratchet. I mean, to be honest, uh, the 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 thing is, she just, she comes off as pretty white trashy, which is fine. That's not. I mean, this is not the first wrestler. That's I mean, been I, white I tra- think she would probably be the first to admit that. Right. The the but none of that concerns me. What concerns me is something like as simple as she likes to smoke weed before a match. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nobody's gonna go to prison for smoking weed nowadays. It's pretty much accepted at this point. However. When your boss asks you numerous times, please don't do it right before the match, you know, and things of that nature, and you can't even abide by those those pretty wide, um, you know, rules that makes you wonder whether she could uh, abide by something like WWE's rules. You know what I mean? So that would that would worry me a little bit about Hollywood Haley J. I love the name, by the way. <laughs> Hollywood Haley J is great, and I and the story between her and her mom, the amazing Maria, who. Uh, works they're kind of mostly backstage but they throughout the series they have a feud throughout the summer um we should say this this series kind of focuses on this summer tour they do 33 shows leading up to their biggest pay-per-view show of the year to try to garner attention i thought that was a pretty good gimmick to build the show around and through the various episodes you can see the feud between amazing maria and her daughter real life daughter hollywood Haley j coming to a head of course, it does come to a head mm-hmm. in a uh, hardcore match, and um, it's pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty compelling, and I thought that story was one of the best stories throughout the show that really kept you interested, too. Yeah, I mean, that that was kind of the backbone of the whole show was, right. was her story, Yeah, I, I would say. They focused on her quite a bit, and her boyfriend, Len, what was his name again? Eric Darkstorm. Darkstorm. What was his name? Yes. Uh, Eric Darkstorm's a guy that they showed some clips back in the day getting some some dark matches or, or you know, enhancement talent matches with WCW and whatnot. Um you know, Eric Darkstorm, very interesting character in the fact that he's covered in tats. He's got the, you know, he's got the hair 
real interesting hairstyle. He's got he's covered in tats. One of his tats is of Ron Paul, which just is hilarious. I mean, I don't even. It's just so funny that someone would get a tattoo of Ron Paul uh, at all. So that's great. Yeah, I wish they would have. Uh, I wish they would have went more down that road as to <laughs> his tattoos. His first tattoo, obviously, is what love and hate upside down. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Just, I mean, it, very classic. Yeah, I would reserve that for my knuckles if I was him, but I get it. He did it on his form. Good for him. Uh, Darkstorm's a guy that's dating Haley J in this series. Yep. And um, very functional relationship. Yeah, not not <laughs> an ideal relationship, and it really. Honestly, it's kind of worrisome, in my opinion, that their oh, relationship. They're openly abusive. To yeah, it seems. That's, yeah. It, yeah. It, worrisome is. Admittedly yeah. abusive to one another. Yeah. Uh, not healthy at all. So let's hope that clears its way out. But um, <laughs> yeah, Eric Darkstorm, he does most of his promos from his car, which is <laughs> very interesting. Uh, beat up a little jitney. But, you know, it's just, a, it, I mean, that is independent wrestling in a nutshell. You know what I mean? These guys are getting from town to town in these shitty little cars and for very little money. And, um, you know, a lot of them think they have an opportunity to go, and that's why they keep doing it. And like I said, and a lot of them just like to do it. But yeah. either way, it's... It's a good, it's a, a interesting story if you've never really paid attention to independent wrestling or anything like that. It really draws you in. So again, I would recommend. I think it's really a, a fun show to watch. Shira is another guy who already kind of made the leap. He was signed for a minute there. Yeah, he was an impact movie. right for a while, right? Too. He was signed to NXT, I believe, for brief. Yeah, he was in NXT, but I also think he was at one point an impact, probably India or something. Like there was like impact had like some sort of. Indie the uh, branch or something yeah but he has potential certainly he certainly got the look yeah little, he got stricken down by a shoulder injury there in yeah his match against james storm how about that len i like how uh al snow roped in james storm by putting that belt on him yeah. so he had to come back <laughs> that, so, that's a, hey classic promotion right there. that's yeah. a promoter that's a promoter at heart for sure <laughs> brings in james storm puts the belt on guess what james storm is coming back. back yeah he's coming back james storm was real it sounded like he was real excited yeah. to uh come back yeah what why is james storm by the way i mean He's been on Impact. He's been the champion there before. He's part of uh, Beer Money. Beer Money. <laughs> well, how come he never made the leap? It looks like he always got. He always had the look and stuff. I'm just yeah, he had, he, I think he had a window for sure where he could have maybe been something, and uh, it was a short one. And I think kind of I don't know. I feel like maybe at that point his lot and Impact was so good that he didn't think he really wanted to make a leap. And then by the time he was like, actually, this is a sinking ship. I should probably make the leap. They were probably like, no, actually, you're good. Well, he was you with uh, Robert. Robert Roode, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, James Storm, Cowboy James Storm. I mean, he had a, he had a yeah. good gimmick. He's he was, he could yeah. go. Yeah, he was good for sure. Um, just a great. I mean, the quality of which it was shot. I guess you call it the cinematography. Yeah, right? yeah, exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I mean, I think, it was like I said, the director or whatever you want to call. It, I think it was the director was also involved in like some of the Last Chance You and Cheer, both series which got you know rave reviews for their um, documentary style. So I think that helps a lot. Obviously, um, you know. And just it was a compelling story with it, like you said, with with Al Snow, the veteran wrestler, wants to do things his way versus the money man, who's like, we got to do this, we got to make money. That was interesting. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I I think any certainly any wrestling fan should watch it. I mean, that's without question. If you're a wrestling fan and you don't watch the show, I mean, everyone has Netflix. If you don't watch wrestlers on Netflix and you're a wrestling fan, I don't know what you're really doing. This is like a perfect show to watch. It is. Yeah, and if you're not a wrestling fan but just have some interest in the business as a whole because it's kind of a weird business, it's definitely worth it's it too. Definitely a weird business. So that kind of brings me to the next topic there is the, the new owners. We had a... A guy who was running for mayor, I believe, of, yeah. of Louisville or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then you had a local DJ, sports talk sports radio talk host, yeah. DJ, who bought into it. Um, went out on a limb, I would mm. say, to purchase such a thing. Yeah. Um, seemed to have their hearts in the right place. Maybe didn't come across the right way. Uh, so a little bit of animosity, I think, when they first came in. Maybe some yeah. of that was, you know, played up for the show. I'm sure that was his idea, too, to bring Netflix in here to sure, get yeah. and Probably a good idea, honestly. Oh, yeah, for sure. So seeing him kind of struggle uh, to, get a, to get along with Al Snow for one and just kind of insert himself be one of the boys yeah matt jones i believe his name was is that right matt was it jones or sounds right i can't remember the last name matt was his first name for sure i think it was jones but he was interesting because he talked about it being a wrestling fan he seemed like he was pretty knowledgeable about wrestling but the thing is when you're outside of wrestling you might be knowledgeable about like what happened and results and whatnot yeah but you're not knowledgeable about that fraternity you know what i mean and me i've been in that fraternity i've been in those locker rooms as like part of the little wrestling independent wrestling companies and whether you think it's serious or not i know that it, those guys take that stuff serious you need to sh- you have to show them respect that they earn honestly they're the stars and you need to let them know that you understand that and i don't think he did that out of the gate and that's very common people come in that aren't wrestling people and they don't really I'm not saying you have to bow down to the wrestlers, but you have to treat these wrestlers with a level of reverence. I mean, a lot of these guys, you might not know who they are, but they've been doing this for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like in high school gyms and putting their body through this shit for 20 years. I don't care if they're big stars or not. I respect that as a wrestling fan. And if you're a real wrestling fan, I think you'd go into the locker room with that mentality. Whereas he kind of went in as this is my money. This is how we're going to do things. It really backfired early, but as the show progressed, I thought he, he did start to realize some of his faults and make some amends for that. Well, that seizure really got him across the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> the seizure really turned. It was probably his face turn there, whatever the seizure yeah, kicked that was, that was a big. The seizure was a big face turn, no question. But that was an interesting part of it. You know, it was, it was weird him doing like the University of Kentucky. Yeah, versus Louisville. Louisville and Al Snow calling out as cheap heat. But he mm-hmm. did draw people into the no, show. No, he did. And that is a good idea in, show, in towns like that. I mean, that works. It, like, he got an actual Kentucky football player there. And so, like, that stuff is the kind of stuff that these little companies do to try to, you know, drum up interest. I mean, that's it. He, he did a great job as far as, even though a lot of those shows, I think, were free shows sponsored by a car lot or whatever. So, they were not free shows, but they're just paid shows where the, the whatever the place will just pay you a set amount. There's no tickets sold. You know what I mean? People get in for free. But nonetheless, those are kind of shows are how you build new fans. Just like imagine here over the summer doing community days yeah. in Dubois. Yeah. You know, they get paid a set amount from the from the um, community fund, obviously. And then uh, you get 
you know, then you try to like get new fans from that community days, which I think they certainly did. And that's what we talked about with Donnie about trying to capitalize, capitalize on that. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what that made it interesting to me as well, too. So yeah, highly recommend wrestlers on Netflix. Highly yeah, recommend. Very recommended. Uh, big shout out to one of my favorites there, Cash Flow. Cash flow, yeah. Cash flow was is kind of the the patriarch of the law. Yes, the patriarch, say. and also like a good like heart of the show itself. A guy that's been doing this a long time to various le- varying levels of success. You know what I mean? And now, you know, I mean, he's on his last legs. Let's be frank here. He's not going to make it anywhere bigger than this. But he did get a little spot in AEW, which was nice. He's just trying to pay his bills. Um, and he loves wrestling. He so I I respect that wholeheartedly. I think he was definitely one of the good good parts of the show. I listened to another podcast that had him and Al Snow on a couple weeks well, two weeks ago probably to talk about the show. And um you know, he just came off as a real genuine person that he loves wrestling and wants to pay his bills by wrestling, you know? Yeah, I really like cash flow. And I'll never knock somebody for their life's work, especially when you enjoy what it is you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I agree. So that's Wrestlers. Check it out. What are they, eight episodes? Seven episodes. Seven episodes. On Seven Netflix. episodes. Easy watch. A really easy, easy watch. I watched it in one whole day, Yeah. as a matter of fact. Stayed awake the whole time. Had yeah. my attention. Gripping. Yeah. Interesting personalities. Very well shot. Check it out, Netflix. The show is Wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great great soundtrack, by the way. Great yeah. classic, classic rock selection. Good there. soundtrack, for yeah. sure. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for today's show. I want yeah. to thank uh, Matty Funkhauser for coming on. Yeah. Matt, thanks for coming on. Uh, he had to leave early. To, he wasn't going to participate in this wrestling because he hasn't yeah. watched it. We yeah. didn't want to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, we him. didn't want to spoil it for so him. So he's going to be. Um, he's going to. He's going to watch it though. We know he is. He's a. He's a. He has a big list of shows. Uh, often added. I add it to to it all the time. And uh, this one's going right on that list. Probably yeah. somewhere near the top third i'd say he had to get out of here but we appreciate his time as always and don't forget to check out the funk house dropping later this week and all season long with him and his partner jerry two chains yeah great show i'm gonna be on there this week i'm the guest this week actually on uh, on the funk house yeah so i'll be recording that this week you get to hear my talk as a non-fantasy football player but full of fantasy football opinions. I got tons of opinions, and none of them affect me in any way because I don't have a team. It's well, great. hopefully you make better predictions than I did last week because I was pretty poor. But I tend to go out on a limb a little bit. Yeah, I do yeah. too. You wait. I, 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 got yeah. some, I got eyes on people. Yeah, so check out the Funk House. Champs will be back next week for week five. We're just racing right through the season. Yeah, here, it's guys. nuts. I'll tell you what. Hitting the quarter pole here. For Len Biggs, it's Mr. Just Right. See you next week. Champs are out. Was a game. We be MVP. Knowledge is power. Lend an ear for the next hour. And tell these other whack podcasts to hit the showers. We the best.